I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well the review is cool again it only takes a couple of seconds to do that but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five star button man we really appreciate you for being here with us and enjoy the show Historic edition? Yeah. Hey, historic. Absolutely. Wednesday, February 8th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Yeah, so happy that you are here with us. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320 or youtube.com slash ESPN1320, uh, hit the subscribe buttons, follow buttons, hit the thumbs up. If you're watching on Facebook Live, hit the like button. If you're on the Odyssey app, we appreciate you so much for being with us, 1320 AM and 98.5 FM HD2. We appreciate you just the same, man. We got Kings basketball tonight. Uh, final game of this seven-game road trip. Thank Season God. long. I'm exhausted. <laughs> As you I'm should be. Come home. As you should be. The squad will be back home uh, at the Golden One Center on Friday. Uh, we'll talk about tonight's game uh, with Will Z uh, and, and all throughout the day. Uh, but we'll talk about that game tonight. Uh, with Will Z coming up uh, later on in this 12 o'clock hour. James Hamm uh, will be with us. We're 24 hours away from the NBA trade deadline. You think you think something's going to go down? I do not. I kind of felt the same way. But I, I, as I was coming in here and I was listening uh, 
to to some of the stuff going on around the NBA. And I don't know, man. Westbrook, man. That might that might happen. That might happen. Westbrook wanted it. Westbrook was doing everything uh, possible last night to make sure he was traded. <laughs> that boy Westbrook, he threw LeBron a, a Otani-like slot oh. uh, two-seamer. <laughs> I said, what? Then LeBron yelled at somebody else. <laughs> he yelled at like Bruce Brown or hey, whatever. Somebody, they was. were trying to explain why. I was like, what? <laughs> look, I love Russ, but why is LeBron yelling at Troy Murphy or whoever the hell that was? Like, who, who are you yelling at him for? Troy Murphy. Troy Brown. There you go. Oh, whoever name. it was. I said Bruce Brown. You said Troy Murphy. That's his name, Troy Brown. Whoever it was. He was like, wait a minute. He turned around. I was like, Westbrook's, who's he yelling at? That's all right, man. That was a night last night. I I, I love moments like that, uh, especially for athletes that I, I, I have great respect for. Uh, I will assure you there is one thing that is not going to happen today. Kenny and I aren't going to get on this radio show and yell at you for the next four hours. Uh, shout out to my man, Charles, the Orkin man, who stopped me on my walk today. And he <laughs> pulled over. He said, hey, don't you and KC be talking about LeBron James all day today? <laughs> I said, I, 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 all right, Charles, we, we, we won't. Hey, Charles, but, we can't talk about LeBron. But man. we're going to start the show with LeBron James. And I told Charles, like, I'm going to tell everybody right now. We're not going to get on this radio and start screaming about who the greatest ever is. Mm. We're not going to start yelling at people who think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. We're not going to start yelling at people who think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever. It is a subjective conversation. It can be a lot of fun to have. I know people have their ties to Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Manny, our Chicago Bulls guy, Coach Molly, our Chicago Bulls woman. Coach Molly is taking this conversation really personally. She is very upset about this conversation about LeBron James being the greatest basketball player of all time because I believe LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't believe LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time because of what he did last night. I believe the cumulative look of his career is unmatched. If you measure strictly by championships, great. Jordan isn't your guy, though. Bill Russell is. If you want to measure strictly on championships, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just don't say Michael Jordan is your guy when Bill Russell is still in existence. We've got to balance out what these arguments mean a little bit. And, they're again, they're great arguments to have. They're fun arguments to have. I'm on the side that no one has ever done what LeBron James has done. No one has ever been under the microscope. The way LeBron James has. No, and I thought this morning about me and J. Ross one time over the summer did like a 50 greatest athletes of the last 50 years. I don't remember what year this was, but he had LeBron James at number one and he laid out his reasons why over Michael Jordan. I had Serena Williams at number one Mm -hmm. and I laid out the different reasons why. And I think back to that moment and I think, man, look how the end of Serena's career went. Man. Look how the end of Tiger Woods' career went. Mm. Let's stay in the league. Let's look at Chris Paul. Carmelo Anthony isn't going to get the opportunity to end his career on, uh, 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 on his own terms. Yeah. Look at Dwayne Wade. Same, uh, it's the same draft class, right? It didn't have the opportunity. You know, he, he ended his career the way he wanted to, but he, he ended He was, I'm not doing this no more. Mm-hmm. Longevity matters in these conversations. LeBron James averaged 30 points per game last year. Mm. Last season, that dude averaged 30 points per game. 
the overall the just the just just the overall presentation of LeBron James's career, I believe, is the greatest that we've ever seen. I I don't have an argument for that. And Charles the Orkin man, I look. We won't spend four hours talking about LeBron, but I I love this stuff. Like I do love this stuff. I know it really doesn't have an answer, um, but I, I especially on days like this when we saw something last night that I've never seen in my lifetime, and I don't think I ever will see again in my lifetime. Like I don't think we're gonna see this. I'm not gonna see this record be broken. LeBron's about to score forty thousand points. Mm. Forty thousand. Mm-hmm. We ain't seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came in uh, and I wrote in the notes a little bit last night, so I was ready to like hand over the crown and say LeBron James is the best. And I was like, yeah, it's just it's just too much. The accumulation of what it is is too much. And I was reading some things, and and Hoops Hype had a really cool little article about the the um, bullet points or the pros for everybody that's in the discussion, right? So, like for LeBron, he's got the most steals in the playoffs. He's got the most all-NBA selections. Or he's got a lot of the most, right? Um, and he's he's just he, – he's got the resume. Then I went to Jordan. And he does still have the most finals MVPs. He doesn't have the all-time scoring record. But he does still have the highest career scoring average. Mm-hmm. Most scoring championships. And this was the one that made me say, not so fast, my friend. Mm. The most first-team all-defensive selections. And how many times do we always hear about both sides of the court? Mm-hmm. And all How many of, times Jordan make all-first-team? All-first-team defense? Defense, yeah. What does this say? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had it right in front of you. That's my my bad. I didn't, I didn't mean to no, throw was, that at you like oh, that. Nine I thought, times. I thought that's times. what you were looking down at. Nine. Uh, it's right here. Okay. Uh, nine times. Nine times all first defensive team. Wow. Nine times. Wow. One of the great perimeter def- defenders the game has ever seen. That's amazing. And LeBron was a good defender. The chase down block is one of the signature plays in, in the league league's history. Mm-hmm. But, man, that that's what said, hold on. Now, LeBron's got all these offensive numbers. But we always talk. We got to keep the same energy. Point this out, though. Michael's five. Uh, Michael's nine. LeBron's five. It's not like he never made it. No, he 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 made it. Okay, I just but nine is nine. Okay, and five is five. Well, thirty eight thousand <laughs> is thirty eight thousand. It is. I, it's just I I can't I can't decide yet. Maybe by the end of the day, I'll. Well, I'll here's the beauty of it. You don't have to. No, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. No one, no one, no one will die if you believe that Michael Jordan <laughs> is the greatest basketball player of all time. And you know what? It's it. No one wins anything either. Like, this isn't an election. No, the, the, the fate of the universe doesn't rest in the hands of who is the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's, it's fun to throw those numbers out there. Like, you, you, you take the, uh, the, the, the nine all-defensive uh, teams. I'll, 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 I'll throw out 19-time all-star or, or Does my, top uh, four. What did, what did you just pass? An assist? Yeah. Yeah, top four and it says he's gonna be like top ten in rebounds or something too. Is does Mike have one or two defensive player of the year awards? I think he has eighty eight and I think that's it. That's that is nuts, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double check, like but I think thirty seven. Wasn't an MVP and defensive player of the year? Yes. 
That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And it's 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 great to see this stuff, man. It yeah, really 19, is. yeah, that's the only one. Nineteen eighty eight was the only one. It's it's really it really is great to see these things, man. To see uh history being made. LeBron and, never won defensive player of the year, by the way. Yeah. I mean that's not a that's not even a knock on LeBron. Like what Mike did that year was just unheard of, really. From the from a guard uh spot. That's just sick. I, I thought the like I was pretty young when eighty eight happened. I was aware of basketball, certainly knew who Michael Jordan was, mm-hmm. but I was seven. Yeah, I didn't you, you, like you. Like I, I don't know what was what was going on. Right. So like in in there's there's two seasons that I remember in terms of basketball. Kobe's what was it? Oh six, mm-hmm. which I, I the Lakers weren't good, but Kobe, what Kobe did that year was just ridiculous. Yeah. And then LeBron's twelve. LeBron's two thousand twelve to me was mm. one of the greatest basketball seasons I think we've ever seen. Or mm. let me phrase it. Two thousand twelve was one of the greatest basketball seasons I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Um and that resulted in MVPs and I think championships that shit, gold medals. That resulted in everything for LeBron that year. What was the what was the best LeBron to you? The best version of LeBron? Uh that that 2012 that Miami version 2012 13 he was still with Miami the Miami so I'd probably go with Miami LeBron I go with 16 okay he was a certainly defining moment for that LeBron. was when you hear me talk all the time of talent matching up with mental and I think 16 was when that happened 12 12 he was yeah he was one of the greatest players we had ever seen at that moment. But there was still, like, I thought, I believe, there was still moments where he was a little skittish emotionally. Hmm. In Miami? Yeah, it just wasn't. I thought that the first year. Because I I thought that's where he was trying to be the villain and, he, he, you know, he was doing all of that and it it just, it didn't, that's Mm -hmm. not him. The second year, or the second year, though, he did have the point where he went down 3-2 to Boston. Mm -hmm. And that game five was like, Oh my gosh! It happened to LeBron again. Mm-hmm. Now he bounced back in Game Six. Did what he did. Game Seven won the NBA championship. But even in Thirteen, even in the Game Six with San Antonio, where he was so great, there was moments in that game, late in the game, where I was like, oh, LeBron, it seems a little nervous. Sixteen. Oh my gosh! Sixteen was. No, I got you. Yeah, he was in God mode mm-hmm. in sixteen. And I was reading Hunter's Hunter Patterson's article the other day. It was on uh, Undisputed, by the way. It was, yeah. yeah. Shout out to our guy Hunter Patterson. Um, I for, LeBron had a triple double in that game seven. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody talks about the block and and, and Kyrie shot and, and and Kevin Love the defensive juggernaut. <laughs> Everybody talks about that. Like LeBron had a triple double in that game. Yeah. Sixteen was the best LeBron I've ever seen. Yeah, but you know if Draymond Green hadn't got suspended, boy. <laughs> Warriors would still be winning championships. Um, there, there, there's, there's, we're, 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 you know, we're going to dive into the Kings and, and prepare for tonight's game. There, there's one thing that I do want to point out, and we'll, we'll get back to this conversation uh, several times. I, I, I lost the message here on the screen, but it was from our guy, Filthy McNasty. Uh, Shout out to Filthy McNasty. Indeed. Uh, like I said before, Kareem was never in the GOAT convo, so you can't say just because LeBron surpassed his record makes him great. So there's two things right there. It makes him the GOAT. There's two things right there. LeBron isn't the GOAT because he surpassed Kareem's record. It's one of the reasons, but it isn't the reason. Kareem absolutely should be in the greatest of all time conversation. 
Absolutely. Like there is zero reason for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to not be in the greatest Absolutely. of all time conversation. We, we, we'll, we'll talk about it yep. when we come back. Steve and Casey. Don't be disrespectful, phone filthy McNasty. lines are open for you. 916-909-1320. Steve and Casey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, I don't want to get a sidetracked. Oh boy, that's what I you do best. It. No, though. but this is this is this is pretty funny. Did you see that tweet earlier today? I forgot what it was. Uh, <clears throat> what the lady said. Oh, she says, "Does anyone who grew up before social media still remember their parents' landline numbers?" I did see you tweet that. <laughs> I don't. You don't remember? Them? I don't have a clue. Three nine one one four five six. And my grandmother's was four two four five one three four. All I remember about, I think it was my grandparents' number. It was all on like one side of the phone. That's how I always. <laughs> it was just like all on one side. I have no clue what they were. Absolutely none. That's crazy. Yeah, I I, I had to work to remember my mom's current cell phone number. Well, that's don't ask me that. I was like, I what is it? Like, that's I'm trying to. Think. Anytime I go to Safeway, I use her card so she gets the gets the points <laughs> right. for it. That's what really made right, me it was like right. you gotta you gotta learn this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I yeah I, no. Right now, right now, I know, I know Jazz's number. I think that's it. I don't know. I don't even know number. my mom's number. I like I think I do, but I'm not sure. She has another cell phone that she doesn't use anymore, but she still has. I know that number. Can, but, since yeah. since uh, you, you didn't sidetrack us at all, because that ties into today's conversation purpose, per- nice. perfectly. Can we acknowledge that maybe it's the universe, maybe it's the internet, or maybe it's just Twitter is full of idiots. Oh, my gosh. And I'll be specific. To the jackass who took a shot of Jordan's last shot and LeBron's last shot and said, no phones versus nothing but phones or whatever it said. Come on, man. You, sir, are an idiot. To the people at Bleacher Report, you're stupider than he is (laughs) for pushing that notification out as if not having a cell phone (laughs) in 1996 is some sort of mind-blowing thing. (laughs) It's not the flex that you think it is. And can we also point out, there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking your cell phone out and documenting a historic moment. I'm all for it. What I'm not for is driving by a car accident and recording it on your phone 
or a fight breaking out and, 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 and recording it on your phone. That, that's trash. If you're at an event, if you're at a game, if you're at a Kings game, if you're at a game where LeBron James is break, if you're at a once-in-a-lifetime moment, mm-hmm. don't let these old, bitter people on social media bully you into believing there's something wrong with taking your phone out. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You can document the moment and live in the moment at the you same can. exact time. <laughs> you can. Y'all out here doing way too much. No cell phones for Jordan shot. No, no, yeah, they, jackass. They even invented. <laughs> yeah, no one was taking a, a picture with the Zach Morris joint. <laughs> Nobody was going into the Delta Center with the pouch around them with the phone <laughs> and the cord. It wasn't happening. What y'all know about the pouch. Yeah, the whole the whole got a, sack. Yeah, got a whole thing. Got a satchel. The original man bag there was the was 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 the was was the cell Nobody phone. Nobody was doing that. Oh, stupid jackass. Man. So yeah, um, no that 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 I saw those and I was don't just like, let do not let the internet shame you into believing you can't do like, that, bro. Stuff. Like what are you what are you Enjoy what are you it. trying to prove? Do what makes you happy. That's that's it. Record the whole damn thing if you want. To. That's it. Put it on Twitter. Hey. Now we'll move <laughs> the three hour three hour <laughs> documenting of LeBron's <laughs> LeBron's uh, go ahead shot. Yeah, nah, I, I, yeah, I saw that too, and I was just like, what? Are, I don't know what these people are doing. Like, why? Not the people taking the pictures. The people who were trying to. I did, like you said, I guess flex and talk about, oh, live in the moment. It's, first of all. It's not the flex for, that you think it is. First of all, I paid for that seat. And for that game, I paid a pretty penny. I'll do whatever I want. If I want to sit up there and take video, you can shut the hell up. And I'm going to do whatever I want to do. That's first and foremost and probably most important. When you pay the money for your seat and not sit on the couch and in front of your computer and you want to come to the Staples Center or wherever you want to come, go to one center and, and come there and do it. You cannot document it with your phone if you want. That's you. I don't care about you. I'm going to take this video. I'm going to enjoy it. Ding, 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 ding. People need to shut the hell up. Y'all need to leave Kareem alone too. Uh. <laughs> Y'all, that man's 75 years old. Y'all need to leave Kareem Abdul-Jabbar alone. Hey, man. Kareem, man. Leave that man alone, like you said. He was happy for LeBron. He was happy for him. I think Kareem knew. We started to talk about this during the commercial break, and we kind of hit the pause button. Because I want to make sure that Kareem does get his flowers. Because we've talked a lot about it feels like the greatest of all time is a two-man conversation. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it is. It's it's LeBron James and it's Michael Jordan. But Kareem absolutely has his place. And for me, at least of this as of this moment, Kareem probably has a permanent slot at three. Mm-hmm. And but he has all of the accolades to be two or to be one. Or for he but you 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 rarely hear him mentioned in that same vein. And I think Kareem also knows, and you, you, you know, you, you heard him last night. Uh, if you stuck around and heard his conversation with Shaq, and, and and you read uh, the piece that Ramona Shelburne put out about, uh, you know, him and him and LeBron not having a relationship, and him kind of putting that uh, on himself. I think there's two things at play. One, Kareem used to be a very difficult person to deal with, mm-hmm. and I think he recognizes that. I also think greatness struggles with other greatness, mm. and I'm talking like the highest, highest level of greatness, like. Jordan and LeBron didn't have a relationship. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's by accident. 
I think that's the hyper competitiveness of, of Michael Jordan. Not to say mm-hmm. that they're not good, but they didn't have the relationship that Jordan and Kobe had, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan and Kobe has it. Kareem didn't have a good relationship with Shaq. Kareem knew what he was looking at. Mm-hmm. And I think greatness struggles with other greatness. And it's probably only in recent years that Kareem has come to fully understand that. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree 100%. And it's like, uh, you know, I can only I can only imagine, um, you know, being as great as Kareem was mm-hmm. or Jordan was, and staring at somebody about to you know surpass you in the minds of a lot of people, you know. And I don't. It's not a. I I, I loved what you just said right there. It's not a jealousy thing. I don't think it's a competitive thing. It's like okay, you guys making this big fuss over Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. Man, I, I, I would go to work. They're not that good. They're not better than me. Mm-hmm. I'd beat them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, – I look at that as human nature for somebody as competitive as those guys were, those greats were. And it's not even like that's how all of them were because Magic's not like that. Magic was great. You know what I mean? Magic embraces the young guys uh, wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's super competitive too, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things. And – you look at, at at Kareem and Shaq and, and Mike and LeBron and things of that nature. There does uh, seem to come a point in time when the Kareem or the Michael sit there and be like, "Look, man, I always knew how great you were. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason was, I couldn't outwardly get it, you know, get over myself or express it or whatever. That's on me or whatever the case may be. But don't get it twisted. I always knew who you were and." You saw last night with Kareem and Shaq, and they—they they, that wasn't the first time Shaq heard yeah, yeah. that. But Shaq talks about like, you know, yeah, hey, he told me that, and that's that's all I ever wanted to hear. That's mm-hmm. all I ever wanted was that acceptance. LeBron at the All Star game it seemed like that's all he ever wanted was that acceptance from from Mike, and it's actually a in a roundabout way a really cool moment to see from from two greats. Yeah, it. Uh... It definitely is. Uh, and I, I just, I loved everything. I loved the anticipation of last night. Like, I love moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, hey, you can cue up the sound if you want to. I don't care. Little, I, was, I was popping little, last night, boy. I was, I was popping last night. I thought she was going to say there was a little Willie Green action. No, no, night. no. Should I? No, there wasn't. I'm not going to do it. Maybe I'll do it on the stream. I'll do it on the stream. I'll talk about it on the stream. I ain't going to talk about it on the, on the, on the radio. You going to criticize LeBron for shedding a tear last night? Where was the tear? Well. <laughs> That's all uh, I'm going to say. Well, I looked in his eyes. I looked in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Where was the tear? <laughs> but he was. Well. He, uh, Hold on, LeBron. Look, it's okay if you don't cry in the moment. If you if the tears hadn't come there, if it hadn't hit you, it's okay. Hmm. See, you made me sad. I wasn't gonna say it on there. Uh, yeah, it's all right. You want to <laughs> trash the man on it on a, on a, on a, on, a, on his day? That's fine. Um, I think there's one other one other important thing, and we'll talk more about this later to point out with this record because you just I really want people to like get the magnitude of this. There are two players in the NBA, and this ties into what you said yesterday. There are two players in the NBA who were born when this record was set. Mm. LeBron was not one of them. Mm. LeBron was born seven months later, six, seven months later. 
Now, here are the names. Udonis? That's one. Let me try and guess the second one. Go uh, up the freeway. Andre Goodell? That's it. Those are the only two players in the league who were born when this record That's was set. Crazy. You said yesterday, the person who's going to break this record, if this record ever gets broken, probably isn't born yet. Mm-hmm. History says you're 100% accurate. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see anybody. A couple of people were asking me about Giannis, and I just don't think. Uh, y'all, are, y'all are missing something really, really important. Giannis' yeah. first couple years. Yeah. yeah like no, LeBron. The, the number on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go, the, no. the numbers. Like LeBron's rookie year, he averaged 20 points per game. Mm-hmm. That was the lowest of his career. He never averaged below 25. LeBron's rookie year, he shot, I think it was 41% from the field. That was the lowest of his career. He never did that again. LeBron's rookie year, he shot 29% from Mm. three. Never shot below 30% again. Mm. That all happened his very first year. And again, he still averaged 20 points per game that year. You got to remember how Giannis started. part Part of LeBron's greatness is longevity. His longevity doesn't work against him because Michael Jordan decided he want to quit a couple of times and go half-ass run a basketball team or play baseball. Like, LeBron doesn't get punished for Michael Jordan's decisions. No, no sir. LeBron's longevity is part of his greatness. It's part of the story. And, I- and, and, and I, I can't. You know, you talk about Giannis, like you got to make up for those early years, right? Which obviously he, he's doing a hell of a job of doing doing, doing it right now. But Giannis going to do this at 38, 39? But that's what you got to ask yourself. What's the other name you mentioned? Luka. Now, now let's 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 be real with each other. Luka Doncic is a generational talent. Mm-hmm. What is the number one knock on him? He's not committed to the to the to the work. So you're telling me that brother's going to be able to do this at 38? No, man, no. The longevity is part of the story. It's part of his greatness. Let's get Sam here real quick. 916-909-1320. What's happening, Sam? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, Sam. Hey, What's up with good, you, baby? That's good conversation. Yeah, a couple things. Number one, would you folks talk a little bit about uh, some of the trade rumors that are out there just to give us a little bit of a sense of what's going on that you may hear? Yep. And number two, could you break down why this guy, uh, Kessler, kind of what were the dynamics of, of the throw-in trade and how did they put that together? It's just kind of inside kind of fun to hear. Sure. But I think the, th- the third thing is it makes uh, LeBron James better than anybody, in, in my opinion, and this will cap the whole thing. He plays five positions every night. Mm, that's a hell of a that's a that's a hell of a point, and that and that and that mm-hmm. goes back to uh, I think it was uh, King City fan here in the chat house on Twitch uh, mentioned his guy's magic, mm. and that's 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 one thing Magic was capable of doing. And he talked about the comfort level Magic Johnson has with everybody else. I think in the back of Magic mind, Magic's mind, he knows I don't mind any of this because y'all are lucky. Mm. <laughs> my career got cut short, right? Because if my career didn't cut short, I'd house all of you. <laughs> I, I I swear to I swear to everything I think that's how Magic thinks. He is comfortable with everybody because he knows his opportunity. He knows he had to step away from basketball and do something greater. Mm-hmm. If he never had to step away from basketball, oh Magic, I, I, I guarantee Magic will tell you, I, it, it, it ain't gonna be who who was the greatest Laker. Y'all gonna know it was gonna be me. 
believe there are people that. who think that now, and they're probably not wrong. I, I believe I believe all that, and it's 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 one of those things where magic is, um, it, like I said, it's just different, right? Because yeah. magic is kind of secure in that. Michael got everything. Michael got everything, and it seems like it seemed like he was never secure or comfortable with it. He like he just wanted to continue to compete. Like what was it? The Hall magic of Fame, magic or, or Michael? Michael. My, was the Hall of Fame speech? He was just like, "If I come out of retirement at 50? yeah, like he, he was like, "I'm not playing. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah, kidding." Yeah, yeah, you. y'all, y'all left now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he never. It, maybe he has, and in, in the recent years, it seemed like maybe he's had, but it seemed like it took a long time for him to come to grips with the fact that he couldn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. And Magic was just like, "Yeah, I had to, I had to quit," you know, and I'm secure with. Where I, where I'm at, you know, I'm moving on to different things, which is a great thing. There's no wrong way about it or anything like that. It's just the differences between the two. Uh, let's use Sam's call as an opportunity to transition to the Kings. Obviously, we have a ton of more time to talk about LeBron James and Michael Jordan and and and, and the full impact I, of last night in the I, NBA. And, and when we do come back, we we talk about it later. But I want to get back into why this particular record is just not going to be broken to me. Okay. It's just not happening. I, I just I want to make sure we answer Sam's question. We do have Will Z coming on in a few minutes to talk about the Kings uh, and the Rockets tonight. Kings, of course, closing out that season-long seven-game road trip uh, before paying, playing back at the Golden 1 Center against uh, the new version of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, but he asked about, Sam asked about uh, mm-hmm. Kessler Edwards and uh, w- what the – uh, the reasoning behind the deal was and, and those types of different things. And, and to Sam will tell you this, they had a, a, a trade exception that they could use and it was going to expire. They, it, it, it either expires and they lose it or they use it. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn needed to get under the cap. It's like a timeout. Uh, Brooklyn, that's it. Uh, uh, Brooklyn, they, they, they wanted to get under the cap. They have some roster spots open. Brooklyn expected to be a team busy over the course of the next 24 hours. Uh, whether they're making calls or fielding calls, that's probably up for debate, and we can get into that later on. But it really was an opportunity for the Kings to take a risk, a very, very – actually, it was an opportunity for the Kings to get someone at no risk because mm-hmm. it really didn't cost them anything. They didn't have to give up any players. They didn't have to give up any roster spot. They just ultimately let their 10-day uh, expire. For it was Breton, I think, was on the last one. Yeah. Uh, let 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 his ten day expire. He's he's been he's he's done with Sacramento, and Edwards is in Houston uh, with these guys. Whether we're actually going to see him, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of different things at play too. If the Kings wind up do making a trade, he's an easy guy to waive. Yeah. Uh, not, not, I, I have no idea if that's going to happen. But I'm just when you start looking at roster spots, he's an easy guy uh, to waive. Should the Sacramento Kings need to do that over the course of the next 24 hours? Uh, but it's a wing uh, who can. Who can add some depth to that position? Do you think? Do you think uh, in your heart of hearts, do you think the Kings make a move? I don't. I don't think so either. I don't. And I've heard, and you know, we talked to James on air, off air. He thinks you know they're going to be active. Um, I've heard they're going to be active. A lot of fans think they're going to be active. I don't think it happens, man. I think really. the I, I you know the players that they're looking for are t- to a degree. I think you know what I mean. They're coveted. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just it's not just the Kings who think Mason Plumley will help them. Like there are a lot of teams who think that, and I don't think Monty's gonna take back a you know a bad contract. I don't think he's gonna like try to 
uh, up the ante a little bit to acquire Mason Plumley mm-hmm. for the next couple of months. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean the Sacramento Kings right now uh, are currently, you know, seven games above 500. They're sitting in the third seed mm-hmm. uh, in the Western Conference. They're sitting in a third seed in the Western Conference that is getting extremely competitive. And we'll talk about that here as the show progresses as well. I just don't think he's going to do anything stupid. We go back two years now, flexibility. I, I don't think that was a one-off season idea. Right. I think that is permanently ingrained in Monty McNair's approach to the Sacramento Kings until he feels like he has a championship squad, mm-hmm. not not a not a not a playoff versus playing squad, not a first round playing or a first round uh, uh, victory squad. But I think he wants to maintain that flexibility until he has a team that he believes are championship contenders or can grow into championship contenders. And I think that's in play uh, right now, and it'll be in play for the next 23 and a half hours. I agree. And I also don't think that there's a guy, from what we know, uh, clearly Monty has more conversations than you and I have with people who are making these deals. But And he would know if this, this person's available. But it doesn't seem like the person that you take that type of risk on is available right now. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a Sabonis is available for you to take that type of risk on. And if the asking price is too high for a Plumley or a Thibel or it becomes a bidding war or something like that, I'm just not sure how um, eager Monty is going to be to get involved in in, in something for, for a piece that he doesn't maybe see as being somebody that can change the fortunes of this franchise. Not this season, of this franchise. I don't know. I don't know if he's – he'll do it if it's there and if it's available and if it works. I don't know if he's going to overextend himself to do it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to put himself or his team in a bad position to acquire someone that he thinks can help in a first-round playoff series this year. Uh, of course, there, you know that, that, that to a certain degree in and of itself is a bit of a silly statement on our behalf. Because this is a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 16 years. So thinking about how you can win a first-round playoff series is probably a bit ambitious. They've got a fight ahead of them to ensure themselves that they get to the playoffs. And like it or not, the Houston Rockets are an NBA team. That fight continues tonight. Uh, This not looking ahead to the weekend. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Uh, but they've they've got to take care of business uh, tonight. They've answered the call at every turn. I believe they will take care of business tonight. Um, but this is you know this is kind of the the if I remember correctly, was Houston the original Matt George not happy with how the Kings won game? Yeah, the first game. The fir- and then they came out in the second one and I breaks off of them. and they beat them up pretty good. Uh, Kings were in. Firm control, I felt like, of the game the other night. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big blowout. They wound up pulling away. Um, but it was similar to the way they pulled away, I think, against Memphis. Yeah. Like it kinda it kinda all happened quickly. Yeah. Um, we'll see what we'll see what they're able to do uh tonight. Uh we'll talk a lot more about the Sacramento Kings and the Houston Rockets uh when our guy Will Z joins us next. Uh we'll preview this game by the numbers here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Yeah, you, two things. You're not going to be able to leave us hanging on what we were just discussing during the commercial break. Uh, but I do want to read this uh, from Shams and our man Tony Jones as well. The Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves are in discussions on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell mm. to the Los Angeles Lakers. Russell Westbrook, uh, fresh off an alleged blow-up with Darvin Ham last night, in draft compensation to Utah wow. and Mike Conley to Minnesota. Uh, again, that's from uh, Tony Jones and Shams right there on the report. Uh, we'll keep Ooh. you updated on that. Fellas, I want to get your 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 thought on that potential deal and most specifically what it means for the Lakers mm-hmm. and more, I guess what it means for all three of those teams. But, it means for the Western Conference. Yeah, right. The Western Conference is something right now. Our man Will Z with us here. Will asked us, uh, he was running some numbers on LeBron James, and you looked up the top ten active Leading scores in the NBA. I think I got. Mm-hmm. I think I got the ones that are left. Okay, this is a good. So, this is my guess. So we came up with LeBron, mm-hmm. Dame, Harden, Steph, uh, KD, KD mm-hmm. uh, Paul George, Paul George. I think there was one other we said because I thought we had some. Uh, but did uh, you say Harden? I said Harden. Uh, I will. I'll just start guessing now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Clay Thompson on there? Nope. Mm. Oh man! Oh, Russ. Russ was on there. Russ, 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 yeah. Russ, 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 Russ was. So there's our second. So, 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 who are the other three? Chris Paul. Yep. Okay. okay. We're down to two. Is Giannis on Demar? there? Oh, no, Demar Derozan. Good call. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if anyone got this last name. Keegan Murray. <laughs> Rudy Gay. Oh, Rudy Gay. <laughs> Rudy been around a while and he getting Rudy, buckets. Yep. Rudy was a see. I'm sorry that I have to do this to our good friend Rudy Gay. When we talk about longevity in the NBA and we're talking about what LeBron James is doing, does anybody remember the last time we saw Rudy Gobert on a floor and what it looked like? Rudy Gobert? I mean, Rudy, oh, Rudy, Rudy Gay. Gay. Rudy, Rudy Gay. Gay. Do, Rudy does anybody remember what it looked like the last time we saw Rudy Gay on a floor? Yeah, they got him off real quick. Longevity is a part of the conversation. Absolutely. Well, do you, do, you, do you see any other interesting LeBron James numbers you want to pass along before we get to the Kings and the Rockets tonight? Yeah, I was just kind of looking at what amazes me about LeBron is how he scores and how he just does everything well. Like, he's such a well-rounded basketball player, and I think that that's what allowed him to get to this point in scoring. So some of the things I looked at were just his amount of dunks, so he has in his career 2,096 dunks. That's like one and a half a game. Again, he's played 14, uh, 1,410 games. And then another one that kind of jumped out at me was his and ones. Mm. So just in terms of scoring and how longevity it adds up, he had 14, six, 1,416 and ones in 1,410 games. So he literally averaged an and one per game. That's crazy. And that's just, that's 1,400 extra points just by making the shot through contact, mm. all those extra free throws. Mm. You know, this this doesn't matter, or maybe it does matter, but LeBron James is left-handed. And the only thing he does in life is shoot a basketball right-handed. Mm-hmm. Everything That's else is left-handed. And I used to, all, before I knew that, I used to always look. He finished with the left hand 
flawlessly. I was like, dang, his left hand is crazy. Well, little did I know <laughs> he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. So that would help out a lot. Like if you look at LeBron, like his, he would always do a little sideways finish with the left finger roll and ne- would never miss. And I was like, dang, he's got that down back. And little did I know he was left-handed the whole time. So that helped too. That's, You're going to yeah. need that to beat LeBron's record. Oh, Be yeah. ambidextrous. Got to. And then, I mean, like you were saying, he, the longevity, he led the league in minutes played three times in his career. I mean, in his 22nd year, 20 years old, he led the league as a 20-year-old in minutes mm. played. Like, that's just, it, you don't see it. Nah. You just don't he, see it. He now. doesn't do, he didn't do load management like I think people think no. he did. He, he famously took the break his first year with mm-hmm. Cleveland, mm-hmm. but that's really it. It was like, it was injuries later. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it was mm-hmm. the injury with the Lakers where it first started to, you started to see him miss games yeah. uh, for the first time, but it was, mm-hmm. it was for, for LeBron, the load management thing. It was just that one time with Cleveland where he, mm-hmm. he I guess he just needed to get away from that whole group. Uh, took a couple yeah, weeks off, came back and the national championship. Game. Wanted, well, you got to be there for it. <laughs> Went out, and won a championship that year. Um, you guys know. So over the first fifteen years, fifteen seasons, which is right up to, it's the season before the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You guys know how many games he missed? Oh no! In fifteen seasons. In fifteen, I'm gonna go. Well, I know he played sixty nine in 2016. So I'm gonna go. One of those was a strike short and see. I'm gonna go less than twenty. Total, seventy one. Wow. But okay, that that's was out of but still, a little high. Seventy one out of but like, exactly, like 5, he played one thousand one hundred forty three of one thousand two hundred fourteen games. Wow. It's just a phenomenal number when you look back and look at the history of how much he played for mm. such a long stretch of time. Mm. Uh, we got more uh, on this Shams tweet. Ongoing discussions have included Malik Beasley and Kings fans. Brace yourself for this one. Jared Vanderbilt as part of the potential three-team deal uh, involving the Lakers, mm. uh, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. Any thoughts on that before we get to the game tonight? Uh, D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, because I think one thing that we haven't talked about uh, reveling in the his- historic moment of last night was the Lakers lost again. And, I, I, I you know, I know it, it, as long as you got LeBron there and it's relatively close, Anthony Davis is there, and some of y'all got Zapruder film videos that you're doing a little too much with. But can the Lake like, does D'Angelo Russell turn things around for the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, first of all, like, I'm just literally processing this because I saw a picture of him and – D'Angelo Russell's going back to the Lakers. Back to the Lakers, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the crazier stories of right. all time. That yep. was that was nuts. Um, but Who was it, Julius? Who it was, was Nick Young. Nick Young, that's and right. Iggy yeah, yeah. Azalea, I think it was. When, yeah. they, when they were married, I think they were married. Oh. Man, that's why. Um, so, yeah, he's going back to the Lakers. Does he? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah? think so. I think he does uh, help them out. I don't know how much. Um, if they're able to pull Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt along. Yeah, that's that, a it's a good look. Yeah, that's a big that's a, real that's good a big deal. Him. If that's yeah, that's that's a bit Russell. unnerving to be honest with you if they're <laughs> able to pull those two guys along with yeah. D'Angelo Russell. I assume Russell Westbrook is primed for a buyout situation uh, should should this happen with Utah. Mike Conley to Minnesota? 
I mean, it's a it's a better point guard for what they got going on. So when they get Cat, it's a back, vet, it's a leader. Yeah, when they get he, he's familiar with Rudy. So you know, maybe you know, there's things that he can unlock in his game offensively that you know he was doing while he was in Utah. Mike's like, you got to be kidding me! I got to go back there with this guy. <laughs> Come on, man. So you got that. Um, I just think he's more of a natural point guard. Maybe he'll look to feed uh, Anthony Edwards a little bit more. And like I said, when Cat gets back. Uh, he may help out with that as well. Well, let's dive into the game tonight. It's the Kings and the Rockets again. But, real quick. Fourth on and that final one. time. But Utah may be hurting themselves. They're in the standings and in mm-hmm. the race and all this other stuff. They may be bowing out. Yeah, that may be by design. Yeah. 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 So that's that's one less team. You're, you're kind of swapping out Lakers for the Jazz maybe mm-hmm. when you talk about um, – teams you got to worry about in the, in the I'm world. thinking less of a uh, uh knocking the Kings out of position and more of a team that just becomes really good at the end of the year mm-hmm. that's 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 more mm-hmm. along the ones I'm thinking about and it's great to talk about LeBron James right now and all he means to uh the National Basketball Association when the man who's likely to destroy all of his records is wearing a Kings uniform right now <laughs> and that's of course uh Keegan Murray that's true uh the chosen one uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, you dove pretty deep over there on ESPN 1320.com and hey. noted <laughs> noted that um, you had some interesting numbers on Keegan Murray's looks this year. Yeah, so just wanted to kind of see what he was doing more from beyond the arc behind just the main numbers. So I know everyone has keyed in on him closing in on the Kings record and possibly looking at the NBA record for rookies, but just kind of how he's getting those looks. Mm -hmm. So the main one that stood out to me is that for Keegan, um, of his 310 three-point attempts, 298 of them have been either open or wide open. Mm. He literally does not take bad looks from beyond the arc. And for such a young player to have that mindset and ability to know what is a good look versus something he should pass on just again speaks to his maturity at such a young level of the game i i see him constantly really only take open shots Mm -hmm. you know we talked about this a lot with um tyrese halliburton when he was there where like he wouldn't force anything he wouldn't take bad shots uh which is a good thing but if you're going to be you know one of the top players on your team if not the top player on the team it's probably gonna have to force something sometimes that's not what Keegan Murray that's not the situation he's in you know Mm -hmm. he's he's able to only focus on make sure I don't take bad shots if I'm open let it fly and that's what he seems to be doing man and that's why I'm never really worried when he misses shots because it's just him missing shots I don't think it's decision making I don't think it's you know um, legs heavy legs or anything like that he just missing the shots. He's going to get more wide open shots in the next game. And he'll be able to, you know, knock those down as well. So I never really trip off him when he has a bad shooting night. Yeah, and it's what allows him the ability to play with players like Fox and Sabonis so early on in his career. It's just something that most top four picks don't have. Hmm. So it's just a great way for him to kind of ease in. And that kind of leads into the second part of what I looked at was his numbers of catch and shoot versus pull-up threes. So for catch and shoot, he's at 41.6%. On pull-ups, he's at 38.9%. He's only taken 18 pull-up threes this year, but small sample size, I know. 
but having that percentage be relatively close to his catch and shoot just makes me excited for years to come. You guys always say like, what's he going to be in next year, two years? Mm -hmm. Like just seeing that even super small sample size of 18 pull up threes at that percentage this early, Mm -hmm. like if he can get an off the dribble game, look out. Yeah, I agree. You, uh, there was another interesting note in your write up this morning. Um, Regarding Jalen Green, that I, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know before, I, I I thought that was interesting uh, and worth watching tonight. What did your numbers show you about the young star in Houston? Yeah, so instead of looking, everyone knows that Houston's bad. It's we've gone over it before. They've played three times now. We just talked about them. So instead, I looked at Green and kind of tried to see how Houston was winning in their thirteen games, and found out that in the nineteen games that Green scores 24 or more points, the Rockets are 10 and 9. In the, um, where's the other one? In the 31 games where Green is under 24 points, they're 1 and 30. Oh, oh my God. Jeez. Yeah. That's it's their, bad. That's their, that's their 113. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the kiss of death right there. What I, is it yeah. when he scores over? What's that first number? 10 and 9. 10 and 9. <laughs> that's the. Well, which two? But 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 it's it's and and I under and I get it. Like that's that's like a it's it's bordering a five hundred number. But mm-hmm. it's so far above their win percentage. Yeah, it really stood out to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what we so, talked about yesterday, though. With the, you, you talked about Jabari Smith. I'm looking at Jalen Green. I'm like, I got to score yeah. twenty five every night for us yeah. to even have a five a fifty percent like, chance of winning. Like like, like we literally have no chance <laughs> if I don't score twenty five or more. Right. Uh, and I'm twenty years old. I'm trying I'm still trying to figure this out. Yeah. It's crazy. That's some it's great wild. stuff. Yeah, that's some great stuff there, Will. Uh hopefully you're not late for a meeting, man. Will we 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 appreciate you as always, man. You're the best. Thanks for joining us. Take care, Will. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right, we'll see you Friday. That's our man Will Z right there. Uh write ups every game day over on ESPN thirteen twenty dot com. Dot com. Look at us. Hey, moving on. Look up. at us. <laughs> Only took two and a half. I don't think anyone even knew. I was just we had to tell them, like, hey, could we fix this? Sure, let's fix it. And they did right away. It was like the holiday channel. I... <laughs> hey, our, our logo's Which I, not on there. I was going to yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're working on it. You know where to find us, though, baby. You know where to find 98. us. 98.5. Go to the HD Christmas two. station is basically HD what two. it is. If you are if you got an HD channel, that, that if you have an HD thing that shows the logos, just go to the Christmas channel. That's us, 98.5. Um, I saw this question popping up in the, in the, in the chat. I think I have an idea, but I, I'm not like a hundred percent convinced. So I want to ask you, but first I'm going to tell you to listen to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRXQ HD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, always live on the free Odyssey app. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320, uh, we appreciate you. If you're watching on youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. We appreciate you as well. We hope you hit the thumbs up and the subscribe buttons. And my apologies, this sweater I'm wearing looks terrible on camera. So what? this will we'll have to... What are you talking re- about? It doesn't look good on the screen. No, it looks... Especially what are you talking when, about? Especially when we go wide, there's like it's, it's like shadows and pixelation. Oh, yeah, and, I see that aspect. Well, I only see it when you go when you go wide. I you got the... You I got, see it now. You got the good lighting over there, as we all learned yesterday yeah, after the show. If Kenny <laughs> and I switch spots, boy, this... This stream would look <laughs> wild. 
Um, so with the news coming in, and there seems to be a a a, a lot of validity to because everyone is on this, including our very close personal friend Chris Haynes. No, that's our guy. Um, he's reporting on this three team deal with the with the Lakers, the Wolves, and the Jazz. Off the top of your head, Russell Westbrook to Utah bought out. Mm-hmm. Does he get signed this year? Uh, I think so. And where? My first thought was the Miami Heat. Okay. That's a good one. That's not one that I thought of. My first thought, he doesn't even pack. Clippers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they were talking about moving on from John Wall. Um, so He could literally sign for $10, not move, and just be on. And I'm not trying to throw shade at the Lakers, even with D'Angelo Russell. That's a significantly better basketball team. Yes, yes, for sure. You know, and I, I don't, I really don't believe this would would come <laughs> come into play. But <laughs> Russ is from L.A., like L.A., L.A., and there's a stigma from L.A. people about the Clippers, and like, yeah, you know, play for the Clippers? What? Now, it's Andre a, Johnson's favorite, team, a, which yes. I imagine to tie tie the week all together. I think it's Kenya Barris's favorite team. <laughs> he had uh, wasn't he on the? They were on a uh, trip in Black AF, and he was wearing a Paul George jersey, mm-hmm. Kawhi jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. like well, there's the there's the 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 blackish episode. The season starts with the earthquake, and Andre is celebrating because <laughs> it was the day that the Clippers signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. <laughs> And he's running around talking about we're gonna win a championship. <laughs> we're gonna win a championship. Yeah. So, um, but it makes sense though. It makes sense. Clippers make sense. You know, for everything that you lay. So out. does Miami. I didn't think of Miami. The only because I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. And then my and then I realized, oh, the Clippers makes perfect sense. Mm. Uh, Miami actually works great too. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of that. Yes. Let, let me ask you a question. It, it doesn't. I don't believe it happens at all. I really don't believe it happens at all. Does Brooklyn make a phone call? So when the Kyrie Rust stuff started, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, like why not? If you're, I mean, you don't you don't get anything long term if you're the Brooklyn Nets. At the time, it was like, what are you going to get long term for a? player who only has a couple months left on his deal mm-hmm. so I didn't the, the deal that they were that, that they the Brooklyn Nets were able to get I didn't envision that even being out there mm-hmm. for them um I thought it worked I do th- I do think you have to consult somebody when you do that deal mm-hmm. I, I do think you have mm-hmm. to ask Kevin Durant hey mm-hmm. what do you think about this and and and, and go from there um, though I now, based on what I read, I don't know what the hell Kevin Durant's status is with Brooklyn. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean, you know, they, they, there were reports yesterday that it'll likely just play out through Thursday. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, yo, if if you're if you want to trade, do it now. Yeah. You'll call somebody. You could get you could get a deal right now, and you could probably get somebody to make a hasty deal right now. Yeah. Phoenix don't wait! Don't wait till June or July Phoenix, or whatever. Phoenix would give you whatever you wanted for Kevin Durant right, right now. now. They would, and right Phoenix they would overpay. Phoenix is already looking scary. Yeah, uh, hey, they would look even scary. Last, it was good one last night in Brooklyn. Yeah, they've had a couple of those though. Yeah. That's the thing. They've had like 
I think eight of ten. Like that, that, that Western Something Conference like that. is starting yeah. to, it, it, you know, it, it's, 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 it's starting to, starting to. Business is picking up. <laughs> Good old Jr. Would let say. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you another question. Been a lot of talk around these parts hmm. about a backup point guard. <laughs> Should Monty McNair tap into that situation? To be honest with you, no. Russell Westbrook is what everybody wants Davion Mitchell to be as a backup point guard. They don't really shoot the ball well. But I think people got to like get off this whole like Russ ain't no good deal. Mm-hmm. Russ averaging, I don't know what he's averaging. I want to say 17, 18 points a game yeah. off the bench. Mm-hmm. He still gets buckets. Mm-hmm. Does he uh, throw two-seam sl- uh, fastballs sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yes, it happens. Yeah. Does he shoot the ball off the top of the uh, backboard sometimes? Yes, it happens. But he ain't just getting those stats just off of goodwill. Like, he's going out and getting, and, and getting that stuff. I'm just asking the question. I, I popped for this, and I'm really mad at Aaron for typing this into YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. He said, take a flyer on Russ. I simultaneously love and hate Aaron for that. That's very funny. Um. I'm just asking. Quite, I don't think I would do it, but I I would. I'd have. I'd <laughs> no, have you a, just did that whole spiel, and you won't do it. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I'm just laying out. If I was Monty McNair, I'd get the brain trust together. Wes Wilcox, we let's have a conversation about this. What you think? I just want to know what you think. Do you ask De'Aaron? If 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 you're if you're the brain trust, do you go to De'Aaron and say, hey? Probably. Because yeah, probably. it could. If if there's more than. And, and I don't know how many teams there'll be. If there's more than one team, though, it ultimately comes down what one. What does Russ want? Mm-hmm. And I'm he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much are you paying him? Yeah, you know, because he'll get his buyout, yeah. right? He'll get that money. But it's also does it become well? If it's close, how much money is he making with this new deal? No, yeah. yeah, you you uh, asked De'Aaron. You asked De'Aaron. Uh, oddly enough, it's crazy. Uh, De'Aaron, I remember De'Aaron a long time ago saying Russ was his favorite player. Like when he was growing up. If you're De'Aaron, do you call Monty McNair and say, hey, <laughs> if my guy is out there, go get her. And then if it doesn't happen, maybe it's me. Jake. <laughs> At swipe. <laughs> I don't maybe know. Maybe it's me. <laughs> I don't know. The chat is on one today because Jacob said, honor the beam. And I'm. <laughs> man, the merch. Hey, I, I'm, honor the beam. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I'm I'm not. I don't. I don't know what I, I'd have. You just I like said you wouldn't do it, coward. I know. I, I like to have coward. a conversation if I was if I was uh, the brain trust. Like, what are the pros and cons? I'd even like to talk to his agent. Is he interested? How would he feel about coming here? He That's knows. A good question. He knows he's not. Yeah. He knows he's not starting. You know, but he didn't start in Los Angeles. He was playing behind Dennis Schroeder. So he's shown that he's able to do that. Does he would start? He be willing to do that here? Does he start with the Clippers? Yeah. He, Does, yeah, I mean it'd be him or Reggie Jackson. I, I forgot think he, where they had John Wall. I think John Wall on was the starting. bench. Do they? <laughs> does he start in Miami? He probably should. But I Kyle do. Lowry's going to be there. I don't know. I don't know okay. what you do with that. Well, okay, when do you sit Kyle Lowry down and have a conversation with him? Yeah. If we need to sit Russell Westbrook and have a conversation down, do that conversation needs to be having. Kyle. Kyle Lowry ain't nothing but a nice Russell Westbrook who's not as good. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. The more I talk about this, the more if he if he's available, like I think the Kings it's for free. 
Well, it's not. It's, I don't think it's going to be free. Like you don't have to give anything out. It is well, not yeah, a trade. yeah, you don't have to give any. It's not any, a trade any, situation. But you you will have to you'll have to make a roster spot available. Well, I guess you just the the, the legend of uh, Kessler Donovan Edwards comes to a conclusion. Uh, do you do that at the the sacrifice of a backup five or wing depth? Um, because they almost could you be, almost don't have to do that. Like you can get your backup five in a in a trade and get Russell Westbrook on the open market. I mm-hmm. I think I don't think I would, but I'm just telling you, everybody was talking about backup point guard this week. Need a backup point but guard. But you're doing this whole sell guard. job, and you, then you it's like you're in someone's house saying, hey, check out this knife set. I can cut through knife bricks set. with it. And then, <laughs> and then you go, I mean, I wouldn't use them, but if you want to buy them, go ahead. Well, I, I you're the worst say, salesman in I the world. I would say have, have a conversation about it. I do believe I have a conversation about it. What's at Nani think? No, that's the at Nani, I think at Nani would be DM Westwood. DM at Nani and see. Hey, just text why not and see how she was. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Don't 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 do that. That that, that could be that could be misconstrued. I want uh, no problems with with uh well my cousin, my cousin at Nani. Yeah, we don't we Uncle don't v. we don't we don't want no beef. Shout out uh, Uncle V. We don't want no beef indeed. Uh we'll come back. We'll talk more uh trade rumors as the trade deadline is just about twenty three hours away now. James Ham's gonna join us uh in the final hour of the show. You had more on LeBron. Uh you wanted to touch on some football news and notes, including uh surgery date set for Brock Purdy. We've got out all that all on the way, uh, as I learned to speak the English language for the very first time here live on the show. Uh, you can also connect on the phone lines, 916-909-1320. It's Dilo McKaysey on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on YouTube, live on Twitch, wherever you are. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here. Um, we're continuing to monitor all of our favorite NBA reporters as the trade deadline approaches. Of course, Sacramento Kings made their first deal yesterday. Uh, Kessler Edwards is, in fact, in Houston uh, with the Kings as they get ready for the seventh of seven games on the road. Uh, they'll finally be back at the Golden One Center on Friday to take on uh, the Dallas Mavericks, but they got business to attend to against a, a very frustrated Steven Silas uh, and his Houston Rockets. Not doing what they're supposed to. Uh, you know, it, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the concepts he was frustrated about sounded really, really familiar to me. They were delivered a little bit differently uh, than Mike Brown delivered him, but when you talked about. You know, he used the term, they don't feel us. How many times have we heard Mike say that this well, year? Well, uh, look, and this is what I was always talking about with, like, um, with like with Luke, right? It's the, nobody's kind of reinventing the game, especially on the game. I want to be good in Cleveland, Everything's good in Cleveland, big dog. You know, but... People would come in here and talk about, Luke doesn't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's talking about. Like, it's basketball. Like, I could tell these guys what they're supposed to be doing. It's not that different. Like, nobody's reinventing things. It's about whether or not these guys are executing. That's what I always say. It's about these guys on the floor. Like, not that coaching doesn't matter, but coaching ain't – it's about these guys on the floor. Mm -hmm. They got to handle business. And Steven Silas, Mike Brown – 
they probably are saying about the same things. Yeah. And it just depends on whether or not these guys are going to execute. In Houston, they're really not executing. No, they're not. And that's, you know, and, and we, we don't have to go over this again. I guess this is the downside of them playing the same team two times in a row. There's really not much to talk about about the Houston Rockets that we already haven't talked about. I feel bad for those young guys. I don't know how they're going to develop there. I feel bad for Steven Silas. We knew when he got the job this was an impossible situation for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer he's going to make it at this position. Uh, I don't know when you bring in the coach who who takes these guys to another level, but just going out there and playing basketball, just getting on the court and playing basketball, it's not going to be good enough. Mm. Uh, Steven Silas, I'm sure, has he, he has a very, very long coaching career ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an impossible situation, I think, uh, for him to be in. Um, I don't know who the right coach is for them, but I know that that group's got a lot of developing to do. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they respond tonight. Uh, they're a lot younger than Sacramento. They're a lot more inexperienced than Sacramento. So I think it's one thing when Mike Brown calls you out publicly versus when Steven Silas calls his group out publicly. Um, but I will have my eyes on it. I expect the, And I also expect the Kings to do some things differently. I thought they played really well defensively in the first half. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that third quarter has been seen several times mm-hmm. uh, by, this, by this team and this coaching staff. Because those are the types of moments you can't have. Right. Uh, and I think the Kings have a way to approach tonight's game as well, just as uh, Houston will. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe the Kings are going to have an easier time executing than Houston will. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned something yesterday that I, I kind of was feeling the same way. I am on alert for how Houston responds to mm-hmm. this, though. You know, I, yeah. I'm on alert for – you know, whether they are embarrassed by, you know, the coach going viral, so to speak, about how they play defensively and come out with a certain sense of um, energy on the defensive end and that will bleed over into what they do offensively. Um, I don't know if this team is so far gone where that doesn't matter anymore, but I, I got I got my antennas up. I'm paying yeah. attention to, to how Houston plays in this game tonight. Uh, particularly the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, I think in the, in this 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 worked in a, a positive favor for the Kings uh, a couple of nights ago. Deer and Fox, there was kind of that, just him being in uniform and on the floor. There was an instant, almost sigh of relief, followed by a, let's go take care of business, mm-hmm. and they did from the jump, despite how close the game got. Like they were in control of that game. Um, I think we'll learn a lot about Houston. At the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if they start strong, I'm not confident that that team can maintain it. Again, it's a 13-win team. Like, they're, they're, they're not very good. Uh, but, you know, their response will be interesting. There, there's not there, – there's talent. It's young talent. It's uh, still developing talent. And then when you get past that, those are like the starters, like the three, four, five guys that are on the starting unit. And you get into that bench – that's when the Kings should really be able to open up on these guys. They don't have the the horses on the bench to be able to keep with the, keep up with the Kings. And it's yeah. one of those things where the Kings take them into the deep water with how they score. Houston can can score because they have you know young guys who who know how to play offense. But can they keep up? Score one thirty, one forty? I don't think so. I don't think so. You you want to? I don't want to say you want to disregard the defensive end because that's not what I believe or how I feel. But you want to run these guys out the building. Yeah, the most important thing, the Kings can't let them 
do that. They can't let them get that feeling of, they can't let them get hot, mm-hmm. right? They, if memory serves, it was 24 and 24. Those were the amount of points that they gave up in the first two quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was the third quarter that was very different and it was rough uh, for Sacramento. And then I think fourth quarter was a 30-point quarter. Mm-hmm. So that whole second half, I think that coaching staff is looking at, like we're roughly, we're giving up 70-something points. To the Houston Baby Rockets? The Baby Rockets. <laughs> Y'all want to go to the playoffs or not? Because look around the conference and look at the way that the rest of these teams are playing. Look at the way that Phoenix played last night. Brooklyn fought. I, you know, we, we haven't talked about Cam Thomas. My God, man. That young man is he's, he's, he's having a stretch. He's having himself a moment right now. He's looking around like the hell with Kyrie, the hell with Kevin Durant. Let me run the rest of the year and and and, and, <laughs> right. and let me let me right. get on everybody's radar. He's a bucket. Yeah, that's amazing. Randy. And man, Brooklyn hunger. I mean, Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't mean this to sound dumb. They tried. <laughs> they hung around like they fought. They were mm-hmm. scratching and clawing until you know the final you know minutes. Yeah. Yeah, my guy Aceberg Slim. He. Uh, Big Brooklyn Nets fan. He's texting. He's like, "Yeah, you know, Cam Thomas looks like a problem." Then I go uh, check the score. They lost again. I said, "Shut the hell up, you guys! I, you guys had opportunity two times to help the Kings out, and yep. you didn't." I don't yep. want to hear anything about that. Well, both can both can be true. Cam Thomas looks like a problem. No, I mean, he, the dude score forty he, points three games in a row. He's a bucket. Now, but yeah, do something. Aceberg, get your squad to help us out. Yeah, we need I don't it. even know we, where they're at. They might be luck. done with the Western Conference for, for a couple of weeks. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, who he root for went very very badly oh, last. Was it was it, was, it, it, it might have been the worst night <laughs> in the history. Of well, who the Lakers did for. lose. We did say when all else fails, we, we root against Lakers. But in the grand scheme of thing, that doesn't really matter. Might now. It might well, now. it might. You, you could add a, if you can add a loss on there. Well, it may. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a solid. That's a solid point. It might now. <laughs> as as expected, Denver came out and beat the hell out of the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> exactly as we all expected. Uh, Chicago couldn't do anything for us. Atlanta. Oh, Chicago was winning that game the too. Worthless ass Atlanta Hawks. Oh. got beat by the Pelicans last night. Worthless. Who he root for was a mess. Hey, I want to think a, about uh, it. A shout out, hey. guy Randy Lilly. He said, "KC, what is Steven Silas saying? Not doing what they're supposed to do." <laughs> Leave Steven Silas alone. <laughs> Leave that man alone. Uh, <laughs> three straight, by the way, for the Pelicans. Yeah, three straight for the Pels. Ingram back. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I, I, I'm just, I'm just I'm the, the, broadcast journalist. I, I talk about this in, in in terms of the Sacramento Kings. They're at 30 wins right now. How many games left? 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 30. One of the uh, two. Uh, Might be 30. I think it's 29. They're 30 and 53. Okay. 30 and uh, th- 30, 30 and 23. Damn, 30. Last year, <laughs> Luke is back. God damn it. No, Luke is not back. Buddy's back. Oh, Remember, but Shimano, all the slander goes Shimano's to Buddy. back. The Kings are 30 and 53. 30 and 23. Uh, 53 games in the season. 53 games in. Um, I was thinking about this on the way in. They're going to get to 40. They're going to get to 40. 
They're going to get 10 wins. Let's get our brothers from the Chase Center on the show, got man. Got to, man. They're going to get to 10 wins. And then once they get to the 10 wins, that's they still got another uh, – you know we don't do math. But they got, what, another 20 games left? On, I'm sorry, you got them winning the next ten in a row? No, I'm no, I'm just saying, like they're gonna get to, they're gonna get ten more. They're yeah. gonna get ten more out of the. Would you say they play fifty three games? There's twenty nine games. Twenty nine games left. Yeah, they're gonna win ten, and they I'm got confident in another nineteen. What can they do in the nineteen? Well, it just very much sounds like you have them winning the next ten games no, in a row. That's no. what it sounds. Like. I just, no, I'm, I'm just, just I'm saying. Just, of of the of I, the twenty nine games, they're going to win ten of those games. I can put that in stone. They're going to win ten. That leaves nineteen games left. Mm-hmm. What can they do with that? What can they go? I mean, ten I mean, and nine with that. That'd be nice too. Ten and did they went ten and nine in the other nineteen. That's a fifty win season. I was gonna say four. <laughs> even if they, went, if they went, if they went. 14 and 15. That gets them to 44 <laughs> wins. It's uncharted waters here for, for the Sacramento Kings. So out of, out, out in the other 19 games, yeah, just keep your head above water somehow, some way, or 29 games. Well, just just keep your head do it above for the water. 29. Yeah, just, just, just keep Get a win tonight. Get a um, win tonight. And I then, was talking about this with Jesse uh, the other day when we were getting ready for J Street Vibes and, you know, I know available James now will be wherever here. you get podcasts from. Everywhere you can get them. James will be here later on. James will tell us about okay. You, you play to you get the Rockets here tonight. Starts to get harder after that. Right. Eh. James has got the Kings going 0 and 29 the rest of the way. <laughs> eh. Hammer like, downer. The 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 Kings have the Kings have kind of gotten a lot. I'm not gonna say all, because there's games against Milwaukee, Boston. They got three against Phoenix or whatever. But they've gotten a lot of their tough games out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the – the majority of the rest of the season are teams that are either either worse than them and the well, Kings handle them, or they're on the same level. Like I said, you got Phoenix well, three times. Yep. You got Boston and Milwaukee. That's five games. Yeah. Clippers two more times. Well, you got Dallas a couple of times. I, but I, I, I mean, Dallas, I, I put Dallas on the – but, Same level, but the, but but those, those 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 games are important too because don't you have is it I, I I it's in the three is it three left against Portland? You got three left against Portland. I put Portland either at the same level or below. Like we're they're not they're not facing. It'd be one thing if like man, y'all I get it. Played, I, get, I get it. Y'all the haven't champ- played Philly yet, y'all. You know, y'all got three the more champion, against the Denver championship no. contenders. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's only I think one versus Denver. You and got that's the, the last game of the season. You got the Phoenix games, and then the second to last game is is the Golden State Warriors. Those three games at Dallas versus Golden State at Denver that closes out the season. Hell, at New Orleans is right before that. Mm-hmm. You talk mm-hmm. about playoff positioning, seating, um, making it, missing it. Top six, top ten, Pelicans, Mavericks, Warriors. Nuggets with three of those games being on the road to close out the season. The the whole point of the exercise for me is I look at what this team has done this year. They've done a really good job with teams that either aren't as good as them or are on the same level. Yeah. They've done a really good job with that. And that's that's what you're looking at for a lot of this remaining schedule. All right. Well, there's another matchup against Brooklyn in there too. 
I mean, who knows what that'll look like in a who month? Who knows what that'll look like? Who's guarding Cam Thomas? That road trip. Russell that, Westbrook. That four game. <laughs> that four game road trip at Chicago, at Brooklyn, at Washington, at Utah. Hmm. G- g- give it to me again. At Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I see it now. At Chicago, at Brooklyn, at Washington, at Utah. That's a road trip. That's that's one that you could. That's you know, a weird get. road trip. Yeah, and Chicago and Brooklyn's back to back. I guess I guess it's not that bad. Chicago over to Brooklyn, down to Washington, back to Utah. I guess it's not that bad. That's a lot of travel. It is. But yeah, I I don't know. I was more focused because I looked at the schedule this morning too. We it's it's funny. We look at the same things and observe totally two totally different things. All I was looking at, like Dallas, Dallas, you know, there's a Clippers matchup in here mm-hmm. uh, later on this month. Uh, OKC, OKC, there's another Clippers matchup. Like I was looking, I was really focused on the teams that they had in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. That's really what my eyes were just drawn to looking at the remaining schedule for Sacramento. And I'm looking at, they've got Phoenix. If I'm reading this right, you got Phoenix and L.A., and I guess Dallas is in there too. I was about to say that messes up everything. I was about to say Phoenix and LA are the only teams in the top six remaining on the season, but Dallas. But is Dallas in there is, too. yeah. And and that's like that's that's for now. We talk about how the Western Conference is kind of, you know. I mean, again, the Lakers lost last night, which means the Oklahoma City Thunder won. The Thunder they're 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 knocking at the play-in spot. The 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 Warriors. And the Pelicans, they're knocking at the top six. Minnesota's not far behind either. What's Utah's plan? Utah's not terribly far behind. Utah's only two games out of the top six, though it feels like it's significantly more difficult for Utah to make up those two games uh, than it is for these other teams. But Minnesota, New Orleans, and Golden State are all positioned to move into that top six. And I, I, you know, I don't want to be overdramatic, but... Tonight's game matters. You got to beat the Houston Rockets. This is a huge back-to-back this weekend. This is a massive back-to-back this weekend. You got to uh, win one. Get one. You win one, everything breaks even. Mm-hmm. You win two, all right. That's, that's a good look. That's a, that's a that's a good look when it pertains to you versus Dallas. That has nothing to do with the way that the Clippers are currently playing. And it has nothing to do with the way the Phoenix Suns are currently playing. Both there, of those teams are playing really well. There's nothing that make there's nothing that makes me believe the Kings will lose two games to the Mavericks. Could they? Sure. The, the Mavericks have Luka, and now they got Kyrie. So could well, you know those happen. first two games after a long road trip well, at home can be well, can be deadly. Yeah, and it's you know you play teams coming off a of back to back. That's usually easy to accept. The Kings never Except won. if you're the Kings. Yeah, the, that is won. just a disastrous statistic. Will Z <laughs> wrote an entire article about, about that disaster t- statistic over the weekend. Yeah. It does it in the very scheme of basketball, it makes no sense. <laughs> the team in as it pertains to Sacramento, the team with the most rest, they lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good thing is uh Dallas and Sacramento will both be coming into the second night of a back to back when they play. So maybe <laughs> Uh, maybe that but maybe that works in Sacramento's I, I favor. Had, I hadn't seen nothing from this Kings team to make me think they're going to lose two in a row to Dallas. Especially okay. a Dallas team that doesn't defend. Like if they're not going. If you're not going, they haven't are, played this year, have they? No. Wow. If you're going to beat the Kings, 
it's not going to be outscoring them. You got to have like a Toronto game plan where you're defending at a high level. You know, games like that. More times than not, like I know you got the Atlanta game at home, Charlotte game, uh, Washington, they just kind of got beat up. You got those moments. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, the, the Lakers game, they scored with them that game too. But for the most part, if you if you don't have the defense to stop the Kings from doing what they want to do on the offensive end, you're not going to beat them. And I don't think that the Mavericks will be able to do that two games in a row. I, I, we'll see, though. All signs. I don't know if it's official, official. Kyrie is playing tonight, right? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Mark Jones is on that call. It's 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 the Mavericks and the Clippers in on LA, ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Um, did Luca come back yet? Have they played? He didn't play against Utah. He hurt his heel a couple of uh, games ago. Yeah, I remember him hurting his heel. I don't. I don't remember them playing since. He played Utah because uh, Jalen Hardy went off and oh, Luca didn't play. That's right. Um, that's right. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see. First thing I click on when I click on the Dallas man, Stephen A. fired up. Kyrie Irving saying he did his job with the Nets. Right now, ESPN's depth chart has Luca out. Okay. I don't know if that's the same as the the story for tonight, but well, let me pull up the out. let's pull up the injury report here. We can even I don't I don't think there's anything to monitor as it pertains to the Sacramento Kings, but of course we will. Take a look here. So we got Dallas and Los Angeles. There's let's let's check it. Houston. Uh, well, Akpala and Amias Cater are out. Oh. So we all kind of knew that. Damn. Yeah, Luca's out. Hmm. Luca is out. Uh, so is John Wall. He's got abdominal soreness. That hmm. sounds like it hurts. That does. God, that sounds terrible. But yeah, Luca. Uh, Luca's out tonight. Um. We'll see. If hey, we'll back this I didn't even I didn't write this into the show, but who he root for? Dallas, uh, L.A. Yeah, Clippers. We're rooting for the Clippers. Knock Dallas down because I mean, look, I want the Kings to stay at three as much as anybody. But um, I mean, I like I continue to say I think the Clippers are possibly going to the finals. Yeah. So you the, can only, the, you're they're going to accumulate wins no so matter long. what. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, go go Clips. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. That could be, yeah, there, 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 there could be some consequences and repercussions to that because, <laughs> boy, who he root for is a is – it, it, we, we've got something tonight. <laughs> we got we – got, okay, well, that doesn't matter. Obviously, we root for the Kings. We got Jazz Timberwolves. Go Jazz? Yeah, for sure. For sure. We got Clippers Mavericks. We just established go Clippers. Yep. Warriors Blazers. Blazers. Word? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the Blazers are going to be around. Well, the, but, but, but that's what I'm. Uh, Go ahead and get that win. It's, it's not going to matter. You want to knock the Blazers out of this? I'd rather knock the. Uh, God, I, don't think we, I don't think we can knock the Warriors out, though. No, they need to get as many losses as possible while stuff is gone. Go Blazers. Dame time. Anthony Simons, do work. Shaden, do work. Shaden, I'm having a I'm having a tough time did with you, this one. Did you see Shaden uh, is out of the dunk contest? I did see that. 
Come Did, on. What was the reasoning? I didn't see. He just didn't want to do it? <laughs> I didn't see. He's like, he wants to focus on the um, Trailblazers' second half of the season. Oh, Lord. Is that like when De'Aaron wanted to focus on uh, the Kings ending the playoff drought? Why do, why, why do we do this? At least De'Aaron at least and Marvin focused that, on. That was an, an actual like team and everything. Could have helped them a whole <laughs> well, lot. Well, like, what are you going to do, not be well, playing basketball? Well, at least when De'Aaron did it, it was like a commitment for the next like seven weeks. Right. Just asking Shaden Sharp to do one <laughs> thing on one night. Do, do four dunks. <laughs> what are you – Shady, what are we talking really, about? It's really that's really taken away from my ability to focus on the Blazers <laughs> making the playoffs. You know how you know the Twitter era. If the Blazers don't make the playoffs, so Belo and JC in Portland. Oh. Well, you know, Shaden hadn't done that stupid dunk contest. Uh, Portland didn't make the playoffs. Kings do. Rip City going to hear from me. <laughs> oh, were they rip, talking again? Rip City. When oh, we said they were sorry no, to share. I'm just going to bring oh, it back. Forever. I'm it's just like, going to bring. Oh it's yeah, it's like me in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, more like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm hashtagging Rip City all over the place. <laughs> I don't know that I'm firmly on board with this one. Poor, Jesse, who are we, who are we rooting for tonight? Doing, the Blazers are just – the Blazers are already out of it. They're not coming hey, back. Man. You want to create separation between you and the Warriors. I agree. They're half a game out of, of what, the plane. 11? Yeah. Yeah, the Warriors King, are like a game out of six. I don't think the Kings are going to be worrying about the plan. Okay. All right. I guess we're Rip rooting. City. Let's go. I ain't doing that, but I guess we'll root for I guess we'll root for the Blazers. So we tonight. want Blazers, Clippers, Utah, and Kings. Okay. In Miami just because. All right. <laughs> Who's Miami playing? The Pacers. <laughs> All right. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more NBA basketball. James Ham coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Some football notes on the way. Uh, you had some things on LeBron and the record you wanted to touch on as well. We'll do that when D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. No, no, no. Back to D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey on ESPN 1320. Wherever you are, appreciate you for being with us. If you're on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320, make sure you hit the thumbs up and subscribe buttons as hey, shout well. shout out to Zach on YouTube. It's a wild boy. Oh, yeah. Zach ha- Zach <laughs> Zach's having himself a day. <laughs> it's a wild boy. Zach is having himself a day. He's one message away from calling us daddy like Jordy did. Like he, he's, he's, he's having that kind of vibe right it's now. a wild boy right there. I think he got that McQueen in the Violet Fog opened up. Like, That's all right, baby. Live your life. Shout out to Black Bottles 916. Yeah. I was talking to him earlier. Very good. Very yeah. good. Uh, did you have more you wanted to add on LeBron? You said something earlier about that record. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, it's it's not it's not falling for a long long time. And last night when I said that, I said you know I tweeted it out. I said the person that's going to break it isn't even alive right now. Number one, I discounted Keegan Murray, and that's my mistake. He does have an outside shot of getting it done. But there no, are people it's kind of an inside shot. But I I, I got you. You're right. I mean, right. if there was a favorite to break the LeBron James scoring record, it's Keegan Murray. Next time I go to Vegas, I'm putting money on. You that. Put that money down. Um. But a lot of people were talking about, I said Giannis, and a lot of people were talking about Luka. And it's no, not happening. It's not happening. Luka's not doing it. He's a hell of a scorer, right? He is a phenomenal scorer. And I'm sure there are, like, stats I've seen him that compare Luka's first four seasons to LeBron's and 
you know, they're probably somewhat statistically better and all this stuff. Like, I get all that. And it doesn't matter. Luka's not playing until he's 40. Well, yeah, you have to compare LeBron's last four seasons to whatever Luka's last four seasons will be. That's where the comparison comes into play. Luka, Luka doesn't strike me as the person that wants to play basketball until he's 40. Um, he doesn't take care of his body, and I don't think he ever really will. Like, he may have a couple of, oh, Luka's in great shape, but it's not – it's not a lifestyle for him, right? Like it's it's him getting in shape for the season. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle for LeBron. Yeah, like that's what he does with his life is take care of his body. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's who Luca is. And then also another thing I was thinking about, Luca, Luca's been a professional, for yeah, like five six years before he right. got into the NBA. It's yeah. a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. You want him to essentially. We talk about how like the AU stuff wears down the kids or whatever. He's playing with grown men at like fifteen mm-hmm. years old. Right. So you want him to play professional basketball. He got basketball. that Ricky Rubio timeline. <laughs> yeah. You want him to play professional basketball for like twenty seven years. Twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. And like all the stuff we talked about with taking care of his stuff and all this other stuff ain't happening. But here's the other thing that I was thinking about. LeBron at thirty eight, whatever, ninety. 38,790, 38,890. I think it's 38,890. I think. Either way, he's getting to 40,000. Mm-hmm. LeBron said he wants to play another two, three years. And for whatever franchise. For whatever franchise. He ain't, he ain't slick. That boy not slick. Um, that boy coming to Sacramento. <laughs> the king finishes as a king. Come on back to sack. Come on back to sack. It's the only right. Um I did a little math, right? This is just loose math or whatever, right? And I try to figure out, okay, well, how many points is a typical season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how many points is somebody scoring in a season? Last year, he scored 1,695 points. So I did, so I just said 1,700. And I multiplied that, I think, by three years. He's going to he possibly end up with like 43,000, 44,000 points. Mm. Like, no, it's it's not just this record no more. Mm-hmm. It's where LeBron stops. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody getting to 44,000 anytime soon. Can I give 44,000 you... points when nobody got 40? Jeez. Can I give you another? Like, I, I feel like having this conversation about Luka and Giannis or Tatum or Devin Booker or anyone in the league right now it completely discounts what LeBron truly has done. Because I, I, I'm going to give you – I'll give you four numbers to be fair. 23.4, Any idea in the world what those four numbers are? There's somebody scoring average in the final four years of their career. I'm trying to figure out who it is. You're probably Larry thinking Bird? way too hard. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was going to say Kareem. I didn't know he averaged 10 a game in his final season. His though. final season, he averaged 10. I'll give you four more numbers. 25.3, 25.0, and 30.2. LeBron. Everybody knows whose numbers those are. LeBron James. And those aren't even the final years of his career. I mean, we, here, hell, we can make this fair. Let's see what it looks like if we make this a little bit fair and match up ages. 
38 years old. For Kareem, 23.4. 38 years old for LeBron, 30.2. LeBron is. What he's doing is not normal. He's going to fall off. It's not just. Average 20 a night. (laughs) Right? Like at the end of his career. He's going to fall off and average 20 a night. Not 10. 20 a night. I don't think that's – I don't even think that's going to happen. I don't know what will happen either. What, was that Jordan? Was Jordan 20? Jordan was, was 20. I think his, 20 both. Games. I know people pretend like he didn't play for the Washington Wizards, but he actually did. Yeah, and he was – I think he was 20 a night both night, both years. What, what is it there? It's just filling, filling time. Oh, uh, yeah, basically, 22.9 and 20 exactly. It's impressive. What was he, 40-something? Or no, just forty. No, he was thirty-nine. No, 30 he was thirty-eight and thirty-nine. One thing that I did—that was with three years rest, by the way. One thing that I did see on a team that had ass on it. Well, that didn't help. Lakers aren't very good either. Um, <laughs> They're not. One thing that I did—I <laughs> did see that was uh, impressive on both ends. Right, um, Mike only played fourteen seasons in the league. Mm-hmm. Bron's done it in twenty. Kobe passed up uh, Mike, but Mike had, you know, went to college. Now, here's the thing about that, right? When people are talking about, oh, well, you know, he lost NBA years because he had to go to college. Mike wasn't coming in as an 18-year-old out of North Carolina, the, the state, not the college. Um, <laughs> like Laney High in North Carolina, not the University of North Carolina. He wasn't coming into the NBA and averaging 20 a game. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing that in his second year or whatever. Like, no, wasn't happening. So, yeah, he could have maybe put on another, I don't know. What year did 12, he come out? 1,200 a year. He didn't go four years, right? He went three years. He went three. Mm-hmm. He went as a junior. And here's the, so, and then that brings that was to, That was more normal than anything else, coming mm-hmm. out before your senior year, yeah. like coming out three years. And after. that was like, that was the. Yo, he's nice. Like, yeah. he's coming out as a junior. It's crazy. Um, here's the other thing about Kareem, right? Because uh, I think Filthy McNasty earlier was talking about he's not in the GOAT conversation. He absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And we keep this to um, the NBA because we're talking about the NBA. But Kareem what he did in his basketball career is unreal. Like, unreal. Didn't he Didn't he go like like eight years without losing a game or something like that? Something oh, between crazy. high school and, yeah. and the NBA? <laughs> or excuse me, the high and, school and college. and college, yeah. Wouldn't let him play this freshman year. Well, the freshman year. Well, you, you weren't allowed to, allowed to, yeah. Still dominated mm-hmm. and whatever. And what is it, intramurals or they had a – JV squad or something, dominated mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He was so good, they said, you can't dunk. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. Yeah. They changed the rule. Yeah. Say you can't dunk because mm-hmm. if you dunk, there's no way we can stop you. He said, all right, you still can't stop me. Then got bored, went and started in some Bruce Lee movies, came back and <laughs> Kareem, Kareem, won some more titles. Kareem, you know how I look at this thing, man. Flew to Cleveland to be a part of the now-dubbed Ali Summit. Absolutely. Wasn't quiet. <laughs> and, right. I feel I have my feelings about this that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. 
two of these three individuals we're talking about are significantly louder than the other one. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of them's louder now, mm-hmm. but was awfully quiet for a long time. Two you of know, them are very loud. You know, I, I always, I, like, I, I find that, I saw people talking about that last night. And I was like, okay, we don't, we don't need that. They're like, well, if you talk about on the court, yeah, it's Michael Jordan of, is, is the best. It, but when you talk about off the court, it's not even close. LeBron is way better. Like, oh, oh wait! Well, wait a minute. That, now we're having two different discussions. <laughs> I was bringing up an entirely separate point. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that has to do with evaluating the greatest player of all time. That's but it, what what it does do is it affects the perception of the player because mm-hmm. you're willing to go against a very loud, vocal majority mm-hmm. portion of this country. They, we can't begin to fathom what Kareem and Bill Russell went through right. at all. LeBron, we can because we see it. Mm-hmm. We see the stuff that is directed at LeBron. Um, Fox News ran one piece on LeBron becoming the all-time leading scorer. Mm. And you know what it was about? Jesse's boy, Ennis Cantor from Boston, who played for Boston for like six seconds, uh, threw, ha- had, so- had something to, to say. <laughs> Whose boy? Coase. <laughs> I wanted it on the record too. That is not my boy. Okay? He's a Celtic. He's a former that Celtic. It doesn't matter. LeBron oh. scored what? 38, 890. And his cancer has given up 38, hey, 890 in shorter time. When you're with Lucky, you're with Lucky for life. No, right? we, we, I know. No, I don't want no parts. <laughs> No, no, we don't. We don't rock oh. with Dennis Freedom, Cantor, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. The, <laughs> the best part, the best part about Ennis Cantor and the Celtics were the Celtics <laughs> desperately needed a big. Yeah, they waved Ennis Cantor. <laughs> we, we, we desperately we need a big. We don't need that one. Ennis would come in for 15 seconds, and the Celtics would have given up 20 points. Yeah, Brad'd be like, "Never mind, bro. Forget it. Just get out." Get out. Oh, but the, the the point being is it it, it affects the perception of that mm-hmm. player. Um, I get you. I, I think that you. affected Bill Russell. I think it affected Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think it's affected LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't think it affected Michael Jordan. I just always um, – I always uh, think about, you know, Mike and the perception uh, of Michael Jordan and what he did or didn't do or what people – Want him to do and, more and to be out. clear, I think Michael did a lot more than we realize. I've I've heard that a ton. He just didn't do it publicly. Mm-hmm. The, you, and you can feel however you want to about that, but it's not like he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I also um, I also I've said it here on the show before, but like you know, I'm always aware of you know just because somebody is great at a sport doesn't mean they have to be Muhammad Ali. You would like them to. No, see, that's – but the, 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 and that's the, that's Howard Bryant wrote a whole book about that. You know, the, 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 it's, it's an unfair responsibility of a black athlete. Mm-hmm. Have, has there ever, over the last week, over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. has there ever been this conversation about Tom Brady? No. He doesn't bear this responsibility. No, not at all. Whether and, and I don't, I, it, you, you're a hundred percent accurate. It's not right, but the often loudest and often most influential voices that the black community has are professional athletes and entertainers. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I get, I get, I understand why 
people deem it as important. But I, I always go back on it's It's not fair. Like, it's not. No, it's not. It's not fair for Michael Jordan because you're a great basketball player that you have to be Malcolm X as well. You know what I mean? And I, I just personally always don't hold those guys to that. What is it great that there, there is Muhammad Ali and LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Colin Bill Russell Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick? Absolutely, I love that. That's that's uh, the cherry on top to how much I like these guys as athletes. But I'm not going if if Colin didn't want to do what he wanted to do or what he ended up doing, I wasn't going to look at Colin as you let us down because you didn't take a stand. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I and I think that's what a lot of people do with Michael Jordan, and I, I just don't. I think more people do it now. I mean, Republicans buy sneakers or whatever that line was was always used and misconstrued for mm-hmm. years, but it was never the focal point of any Michael Jordan conversation. In the aftermath of the Minnesota Lynx, because mm-hmm. they were really the ones who started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. In the aftermath of. Black Lives Matter in the aftermath of, uh, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks and and, and LeBron James and, and, and the bubble and all that different stuff. I think I think Michael is looked at a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's 100 percent not fair, but it's the unfair responsibility that comes with that position. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. I'm looking at this jackass Joey G in, in, in the chat bringing up LeBron in China. When the hell did LeBron James become the face of China? And the funny thing about when all that stuff happened with Daryl Morey is you saw all those all of those right wing people jump on that. And and I'm not talking about like the political commentators on Fox and and, and the people who do that for a living. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the sports fan. Mm-hmm. My response to them in every tweet was always the same. Hey, what are you actually talking like what what's your issue with China? Like what what's your issue with LeBron in China? You'd be re- shocked at how many responses I didn't get. Yeah, you know. Because they saw it on Fox News, they knew that they could jump on LeBron James. Right. And most people to this day don't know what Daryl Morey's tweet was about and just knew that all those Republicans jumped on LeBron James and they felt like they could do the same. Again, I missed it. Kobe was the face in China. Mm-hmm. When did it become LeBron? Mm-hmm. But because LeBron is the biggest face... In that league, he took the most criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always bring it back to the Nike thing and and all this other stuff. And look, man, there's a, there's a lot of things that are outsourced that don't that don't nobody talk about. But it's easy to jump on LeBron simply because, like you said, you see him on on Fox News to, jumping on LeBron. Oh, yeah, let me get on him. Let me get on for this. Do you better. Li- you listening to the one case? Do better tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> With his imported purse. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRX, QHD2, Sacramento, ESPN, 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 22 hours away from the NBA trade deadline and 365 days removed from... Where were you? On this day a year ago, I, I, I remember. I remember it, we, we, we were we were still uh, at home, D'Lo and KC. Yep, yep. I was running a smidge bit late off of the normal schedule, and I was I I was just stepping in to, to to like get ready, and I looked at the phone, and I believe it was Boge 
tweeted, Sacramento Kings have traded Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> huh? Oh, my God. Okay, scrambled again. And, and this was, I, th- I think I just scrambled to throw some stuff on and went in to the to the home studio and just go live. Yeah. Went live, and I think we did like a, a five-hour show that day yep. on the stream. Yep. And, we you got know, four hours on about, the radio. Probably around 11. Yeah, because it was around that time yeah. that, 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 that the news came out. Um, and I remember initial initial reaction. Wow, they traded Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. And it was I can't I can't believe they did it. They traded Tyrese. And like I'm getting ready. Okay, how are we gonna approach this, Tomas? And you start. And, and the more I just thought about it, it was like, wow, they they did it. Okay, I th- I think I get it. I think I mm-hmm. get the vision. I think I get why. And then go to sit down, and you start seeing the reaction. And and then I was I started. Am I wrong? <laughs> Do, do we got to start screaming and yelling? Like I, I'm confused. Like these NBA people are furious over this, and I I feel like our take 365 days ago. I hate that's such a stupid word, and I really hate it. So I, I apologize. What's your take? I, I apologize for using it. Our opinion on the deal today. Obviously, it, it's easier to easier to discuss this today. Was exactly the same 365 days ago. I don't think we ever, you know, were out of pocket with this deal. I I thought we understood it pretty quick. I was praying it worked, but I got the vision of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think, I think, I think most of us inside our our King's bubble, uh, not necessarily the national media people, but I think we felt pretty good in that Wizards game Mm -hmm. with the hug heard around the world. Uh, Timberwolves. Uh, oh, it was Timberwolves. I'm sorry. I mean, it was, it was a team that weared blue. Um, oh, that's right. Because it was a back-to-back, right? Mm-hmm. It was Timberwolves and Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that wouldn't happen with Washington. Um, but never I know. baseball realignment. You never know. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate you covering for me, though. Uh, I think everyone felt differently after that. The hug heard around the world. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think. I think when I I don't know how I saw it on my phone. I don't know if it was a tweet or somebody sent me a screenshot or something, but it was funny. I I saw the Kings. Who I forgot how it came, but the Kings acquired Demontis Sabonis, mm. and I was like, the Kings acquired Demont. Okay, and then I read down a little more in exchange for Tyrese Halliburton. I was like, wow, sitting there with the Queen B. I was like, they really did it. They really did that. Wow, looking like the guy in the wire. Mm-hmm. And we same thing. I just kind of sat back and I thought about it and knew we were going to talk about it. And I was like, all right, well, you had to do what you had to do. See, that's one of those ones. Being on the air for breaking news is a lot of fun, right? You, you, you get the opportunity to react. You get real-time emotional reaction. That's one where it was probably better that we had like a few minutes because it was so like jarring. Like, wait, wow, okay, okay. So much I better. So much better than the NBA draft. A lot better than the NBA draft. Because your reaction for that draft was ridiculous. You should be 
You should be embarrassed by the way you reacted to it. <laughs> that one, that now, that is always a, oh, I wish you guys would tell the whole story. Well, that that's true, too. But, you know, our our, our, our producer was like, oh, I'm going to get clicks on this bitch. Watch what I do. Cut, 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 cut nothing but the reaction. None of the follow-up. Just cut the reaction and threw it out there to live on social and media Bonte for me to die. screenshotting us, steal photos. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I had my bad tweet out there, too. We, we all look bad that Oh, day. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I tweeted that Number day. Number one defense, my ass. <laughs> no, not even that. For the for the Keegan draft, I think I tweeted um, the Kings took the fifth best player in a four-player draft. And I put after that, gross. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it, it lives out there. It yeah, lives but out to there. To your point, um, and, and I and I assure you, the full story is not nearly as sexy as that uh, short little video that got no, posted. No. It was like ten minutes later. We're like, well, all right, well, Keegan Murray. I mean, he is a good ball player. Well, and the and the thing was too, <laughs> I hadn't thought about Keegan Murray one time hmm. until we did the film study thing that we were doing leading into leading into that night, and. I think I'm I'm positive it's out. We said that day we did the film study, like, yo, this dude is really good. Mm-hmm. This absolutely works. Like, I get why I I get why there's rumblings about yeah. this. He's really really then we, good. Then we talked to the coach. We did. And we yeah. were like even more so after we yeah. talked. We like, oh, man. absolutely. Yeah. yeah he, I don't know. Keegan could. It's a good look. I enrolled at Iowa after that. <laughs> I was like, hey, coach, I'm coming. He's a Hawkeye. I'm on on, on my way. Let's go. But to your original point, we had time to process. However Mm -hmm. little time it was, there was still time to process. All right. And it did. Halliburton's gone. I bring in Sabonis. Okay. It it doesn't take much, but, like, when you're – again, it's the excitement of of what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. But when you're 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 trying to process a million things when that type of news breaks while you're talking, you're trying to communicate the story, communicate it properly to the people who are listening to you and relying on you for 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 information. And then you're trying to do that while also processing how you feel about it. Mm. The fact that we were able to eliminate one of those even for and it was really only what, like 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe 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 a little bit longer. It was about 15 minutes. Because we we definitely started the show early, it was like okay, I I get this. Let's make sure we present this as a way because we we knew people were going to be upset. So it was like let's present this in a way where if you're upset, maybe you see the other side of this. Right. Uh, and that's it was really it was like that for a couple of days yeah, we until were, until we're that damn near one man wolf pack or a two man wolf pack. Yeah, and, and until that Minnesota game, and then I think <laughs> I think everybody felt felt different. Yeah. Um, and Sabonis was Sabonis was tough, especially at the time, because you knew he was on the trading block, mm-hmm. and he's not a player who, he, despite the fact he just got his third All Star nod, Dang. he's not a player who really got a lot of recognition. Right. So I think it was he's. I mean, and and I think we see that now because he's a. He's, I don't think he's comfortable with media. Which is why I think he talks really fast. <laughs> like, if you ever notice when Domas does these, he talks really, really fast. And I think it's because he just wants to get it over with. Right. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it, it's, it, it, I think our opinion today is the same as it was a year ago. And just obviously, we're, we're thrilled with the results of it. And a, and a year later, one of the things that um, you, you judge with, with these trades, you would say, 
would 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 both teams do it all over again? Mm-hmm. And I say a hundred percent. In a heartbeat. A hundred percent. Both teams wouldn't even think about it. And, 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 and give me give me the give me the voice, Doc. I wish you tell the whole story. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I wish you guys would tell the whole story. You can't. And Buddy healed. <laughs> oh, you, Hallelujah. You can't. Hell yeah, Monty. Exactly. Monty would be like, hell yeah. That's executive of the year <laughs> type move. Like, you you got off that player, but more importantly, you got off that contract, mm-hmm. which wasn't working. You got that locker room. You you did a lot with that one move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the the, 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 the Marvin. I mean, he you do the Marvin Bagley move again in a heartbeat, too. Yep. I mean, everyone saw Dante DiVincenzo as the the the, the prize. That who knew that Trey Lyles was going to be the guy who was going to retire Man. as a king? <laughs> Get that brother's name up in the rafters right now. Uh, James Ham, top of the hour. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more. Uh, we'll update you on the three team trade. Spoiler alert: We want you to stick around, but there is no update. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> the Lakers, the Jazz, the Timberwolves. What's going on? Uh, what we hear, and some NFL notes that you want to be aware of as well. We deal with Casey. Return here on. Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Damn. It's not damn, letting me tweet. Damn. Twitter's down. What happens if What happens if there's a trade? This is this needs to be fixed. What is happening right now? <laughs> Dr. Dan. Rate limit exceeded. Oh. Dr. David. Someone free Woj. Coe's reported Jill. <laughs> watching watching Jim Cozumore have a meltdown on Twitter yesterday or two nights ago was just one of and, and let me just for those who aren't familiar with Jill Jill Adge. There are two people in the King's universe. There's there's one person in the King's universe you just don't cross, and it's Jill. <laughs> you will get all of King's Twitter on your neck. And John might be on that list, too. John Bull? John yeah. Bull intentionally gets on everybody's nerves. <laughs> he John Bull photoshopped me in a brown pickup truck the other day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was the day. Uh, the, the rookie wall. <laughs> uh, the rookie wall, indeed. Oh man, yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I, I hated to see that happen, but well, it happened. Well, what you gonna do? Pour one out for Coles. Goodbye. You join hey, the rest of them. Hey, Dave, did you see um, Roly Romero get knocked out in sparring? I, I, I missed that. It's on my DVR. <laughs> it's on Twitter somewhere. Oh, we don't. We don't follow the <laughs> it's same. It's not a show. We don't follow the same people. <laughs> I did. I did. Hey, not, I watched. Uh, I, did I watched Bomani last night. I like. Okay. I had never seen the show before. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know it was what it was. Like it's like a who's that? John Stewart. It's like one of those type of shows. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really know that. He did. He does a really good job. I, I just watched the latest one with Stephen A. and. Uh, Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake. Yeah, I got it. I I saw that one. Um, <laughs> he said. Uh, he said, "Yeah, man, you're you're just talking to me for clout." Bomani said, "I talk to a lot more important people than you." <laughs> <laughs> I still. The killer is. I still want to know the answer to the question. I thought it was such a reasonable question. It was. What it was. happens to all of this that you've built if you lose? It's a great question. 
Mm. And it 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 just depends. Like and then that is if it you're talking about what he's built, it comes crashing down. And if it you're hurts talking inside. about if you <laughs> if you're talking about um if he still wants to be a boxer, then it's just a road bump. Yeah. Like if he's really like I really do want to be a boxer, if you lost, all right, I got a loss on my record. I'm gonna keep moving. But if you were doing this for money and attention and fame, like you can't lose. Because mm-hmm. that's your record don't matter. No well, your record does matter. The zero is the only thing that matters. Yeah. So Yeah. It comes crashing down. And I'm one of the people that I don't have as much of a problem with Jake Paul as, as a lot of other people do, especially in the boxing world. He's paying people. Uh, he's he's fine. I like I like I, I like that he makes an ass out of Dana White. That that's is, a win. That is a, a plus for sure. Um, he's really big on like women's boxing. He does does some good stuff for that. So I, he doesn't. And he's he's fighting. Like he's mm-hmm. he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like wh- whatever mm-hmm. people want to say about it, he's getting fights done. He's having big events. He's getting it done. If they don't like it, stop complaining about it and go do it yourself. But yeah, I don't have a big problem as much as anybody else does. But in that interview, the only person he was a mess. The only person better at making an ass out of Dana White than Jake Paul's Dana White. Oh, he's the the, the best, the best. I've known him since I was twenty three years old. <laughs> Come on, Stephen A. That wasn't Stephen A. Who's that? Was he, Molly? Oh, she. That was did, Molly was, that did uh, that. Yeah, all bad. Oh, oh bad. Uh, February 22nd, I think was the day. Yeah. Happy so, birthday, Auntie Wanda, by the way. Okay. It's her birthday. But ha- happy birthday. She's uh, also on that day is going to be when we begin the road to getting our QB1 back? Question mark? What was Not according was to Joe Montana. What'd Joe say? You didn't see this? I did not. Oh, oh, you know, I think I think you were taking care of business this weekend. Your boy, your goat, said uh, Jimmy Garoppolo should be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. That's your boy. Yeah, I told you about the strained relationship we have with Joe Montana. You need to get your people under control. <laughs> he, I think he, you know what? I would listen to that, though, and I would think he's, he got something against the 49ers organization, and he may be trying to sabotage them. Oh, he, I mean, all he, he just wins games. Trey doesn't. He didn't bring up Brock Purdy. Trey doesn't win games. I, I All Jimmy Garoppolo does is win games. He should be the starting quarterback next year. Joe. It's man. like the 10th time he said that. It's actually gotten to the point with Joe and his praise of Jimmy. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> all right, like, Joe, like, you recognize he's not under contract. He's no longer a San Francisco 49er. Like, you do understand that, right? What did, what did uh, my man Kyle say <laughs> when asked about uh, is there a possibility of Jimmy coming back? He happening. says, no, there's no scenario where that happens. <laughs> so there was a – I didn't – I didn't – oh, man. I hate that I'm remembering this on the air. <laughs> I saw there was like an article posted – on, Did you on uh, ESPN.com with Joe Montana? Th- no, 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 no. Oh. It was. I think it might have been from the Athletic. It was something that uh, something happened with Jimmy and Kyle. Oh yeah. So nobody really knows. It's like really vague. But it was uh, Tim Kawakami. Okay, it was the Athletic. Guy, yeah. Who who said towards the end of the season, the relationship was just strained, like they weren't. 
they weren't seeing eye to eye. Is that why Jimmy was laughing on the sideline? Possibly. <laughs> I, can't, Possibly. I can't lie. Those puzzle pieces connect together perfectly. Yeah, but he never, at least from what I saw, he didn't speak to an incident or something specific. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah, that relationship was not You think good. Jimmy thought he could come back? Maybe. And I, that makes sense. Kyle just said, "Nah, it's okay, bro." Yeah, we we don't we're good, we're good. Hmm. The you know an interesting thing, and 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 this is we're just having a conversation. I don't take this as as anything, but Debo was on first take today, mm-hmm. and Debo said he was talking about the game. He was just like, "Man, it wasn't like we didn't we didn't have a shot once we didn't have our two quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. we all knew it was over." And he said something real interesting. He's mm-hmm. like, if we would have carried another quarterback, you know, maybe we would have had another shot. I was like, hmm. And I didn't think about it till just now mm-hmm. when you talked about, you asked, did Jimmy think he could come back? Kyle was probably like, no. They had friction. And <laughs> Debo talking about if we would have carried another quarterback. Hmm. The follow-up question should have been, I'm sorry, do you have another quarterback? Because, <laughs> Debo, you were down to your fourth. Let me ask you something, and, 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 and for those that – and I kind of blew past this. That's, that's my fault, bad broadcast journalism. You, 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 you said it. I'll just make sure it's clear for everybody. February 22nd is the surgery date yeah, for Brock Purdy. Bad job, I mean. I don't know why it's February 22nd and not February 9th, <laughs> but – Okay, it, it's 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 set for February twenty second. Um, so so Debo said this morning. You know, I, I thought you know, the game could have been different. It was like earlier this week or last week. Brandon Ayuk was like, you know, uh, it would have been a whole different game if we had our quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Is it a bit of a bad look for for Forty ers to be talking about what the game could have been and should have been and? instead of just, hey, we got beat, circumstances are what they are, and keeping it moving? Uh, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I probably would have said – the, the, I wouldn't have gone into, like, the detail. Homie from the Giants that. was eviscerated for, for tweeting, I think by Eric Armstead amongst a million other people, for tweeting, yeah. uh, man, at this rate, we could have beat the 49ers. Yeah, but that but the whole point was, like, you you had your whole team and you got – smacked they couldn't throw the ball for half the game and it like it was one of those well, but i also like, think Damn. but i but i but but but, but if if, if, I, if i'm playing uh devil's advocate here i think he's saying if, if, if this is what the 49ers look like we could have beat them that yeah i mean that's and i guess that's not how they took it and I, right I mean? and i thought like man don't do that like you're eliminated mm. but to be fair that's how i feel about brandon Ayuk and debo right now and, and, and now debo's a little bit different because debo was specifically asked about the quarterback thing and brandon Ayuk, he's just offering his opinion on philadelphia which mm. it's like brody like i get it y'all got y'all got you lost no matter the circumstances, you got beat. Well, the the one thing that I would say about the and then, like I said, if I were those two, I, I probably wouldn't say it. But there's a there's a different. It's different than than uh, I think it was Thibodeau who um, said it for the Giants because those guys probably feel like they had their opportunity taken away from them Understood. by not even having a quarterback. Sure, it's like damn, like like I said when the the night the day after. <clears throat> They're gonna lose. Get choked up talking about this. 
I know. I, I, know, I know it's hard. I, look away. I know it's hard. I get emotional about this. I know. It's all right, baby. He was on first you. take this morning, too. I didn't watch his uh, his interview. But I, you know, I couldn't stay on that channel very long. Yeah. I, uh, I saw Debo on Twitter. That's how I knew. That's how That's I, how I, I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see Debo's live either. Saw it on Twitter. But, um, you know, like, if, if you're going to lose – all right, let me lose full strength. Let me just know that I wasn't good enough. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? But sure. the fact that you had an almost an unprecedented situation take your chance away, it's got to be frustrating. Once again, I probably wouldn't go out and publicly say, like, man, we would have beat him if da 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 like Ayuk and Debo probably would have said. But I understand the, the, the thought. I get it. A um, couple other NFL notes. I do want to get to this Adrian Wojnarowski tweet. It's no breaking news. Yeah, I think he's the only one whose Twitter's working. That's it. And you know what? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Shams is pissed. Jill. <laughs> well, with the ultimate one-up. With the ultimate one-up. <laughs> he said, hey, who's tweeting about trades now? <laughs> um Jill said you can schedule tweets. So I guess you could type something out and then schedule it to post in a minute. What? I, I don't that know. What I, don't, I don't have the time to figure this out. It's not my problem. Jesse's got to figure it out. I don't. That's not, that's not my issue right now. Um, Derek Carr giving permission to talk to the Saints. Mm, okay. uh, what, that's actually a good look for both both parties, I feel. I don't – I think <laughs> – if I were there, yeah, we'll handle this uh, three days after the Super Bowl. We don't need to handle it now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think that's a good look for, for I, both parties. I, I think you can. I, I, th- I think you can start to like if you're Minnesota, Minnesota, if you're New Orleans, you 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 start the conversation. Hey, what mm-hmm. would it take to get Derek Carr here? You you start that conversation with the Raiders. Yeah, and if you just don't like that conversation, oh, that's too bad. Because you, I mean, you could get to the point where you're talking about, and this isn't, this isn't meant to demean Derek Carr in any way. This is meant to show the amount of control that he has over this situation. Yeah. This could turn into like a fourth round pick and two fifth round picks, or so, or a fourth and a fifth, or something like that. It could turn into something like that because of the level of control he has over this. Because essentially, if you're New Orleans, you can go, oh, you don't like that? Okay. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Derek Carr is playing for the Saints next year no matter what. So right. if, if you want these two picks, right. you can have these two picks. If you don't want them, that's cool. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Call it what it is. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. Yep. Um, I think I think it's a good – football-wise, I think it's a good um, a good fit for both. I mean, it's it, – it, you know, obviously the Super Bowl's I – think I think we're at a – I think it's a week from now, right? The, He'll the, the, a decision yeah. will be made on Derek yeah. Carr one way or another. Yeah. One week from now, a decision will be made uh, on Derek Carr. He'll either be playing for someone else or or he'll be released. Yeah. I don't see. Did he say something? Did he say something slick about uh, the Raiders during the Pro Bowl? It was the Pro Bowl or the skills thing or something. Yeah, like that? It, it's something about the way he was throwing the ball. Um, if I had made more throws like this, maybe I'd still be the quarterback here or or something along those lines. (laughs) We didn't talk about, did you watch the Pro Bowl? No. Uh, I know. Not a single solitary. People did. They said it was really enjoyable. I saw different highlight packages of it. It looked really, I think one day, it must have been Friday, I was uh, doing a show with James. I was at home, so I had the TV. I think I was watching them play dodgeball or something. (laughs) Yeah, I do like when they play dodgeball. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like when they play dodgeball, and I, I wish they would bring back like the the QB skills thing that they used to do um, in like the nineties. 
And they may they may I do think it. they do that. They, they might yeah, have like it they, the they hit targets that are like yeah. those types of yeah, those they were doing that. Fire. Um so they did that. But I actually heard like the game was I didn't watch it, but there's like a handful of people who Who, who said it was stupid. I think Josh like, Jacobs. Look. Josh Jacobs was like, This is stupid. Oh, he said this that was stupid. But you know another thing that people said was stupid mm. that I wanted to bring up with, with football is did you see that um they're thinking about outlawing the what do they call it? The, the hip drag or something tackle? Where the you drop that, your weight. The tackle that got that broke Pollard's ankle. Yeah. And almost ended Debo's uh <sighs> season. They're I thinking about how long that and how you do that. the the players, especially the defensive players, I, are pissed. I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know how you do that. Well, you know it when you see it. If you see it, that's a penalty. No, how how do you? No, I know. No, I, I no, I got that. Mm-hmm. How do you not do that? Like if you're ta- like if you're catching up from a player from behind, mm-hmm. how do you tackle them? You have to like dive at their feet now. It's going to be harder to tackle them. I understand why defensive players would be I upset. I don't know, bro. That's but tough. But you, you're you're it's the same thing with the horse collar, right? Like you're you're taking players out. Like I, I don't I, think it's I don't think it's I don't fair think to compare it to the horse collar because the horse horse collar is that's that's all like at least it is the is the danger of the the hip drop the, like landing on their lower extremities? Mm-hmm. The danger of the horse collar is like you're pulling all of your weight and their weight backwards and down. Mm-hmm. I get the dangers in that. I, and and I, and and to me that's avoidable. Like mm-hmm. that is a completely avoidable football play. The the I didn't even know it had a name. I just thought it was yeah, a tackle. I never heard it either, but I saw But it but in, the would you call yeah. it the hip drop? Yeah, I it's like the, the hip drop or something. I don't know how you tackle from behind anymore. Well, a lot of so here's the deal. You you like have to you you I think you have to go out their feet. Well, here's the deal. When you're when you're doing that, you have them. All they're saying is don't come off your feet and just drop your feet to the ground like you have them think about those tackles like you you have them wrapped up what happens is you just get off your feet and you drop down and bring all your weight down on them so it's I don't not think like you have to get off your feet don't you just drop your weight to the ground well yeah to pull them down but you're on your that's why it's a hip drop because your hip is hitting the ground not your oh feet. i got you i got you you okay. you get off of your feet and you put all your weight on them and drop your hip to the ground and okay like you but the whole point is you have them in your grasp. Just don't do that. Either try to pull them down or like push forward to get them down. I'm all I'm all for making the game as safe as possible. That even for me, that that's tough. I un- I, I don't know. I understand. I, I understand why it. why defensive players are upset. I understand, I understand why, why offensive players are upset. <laughs> right. I I think that's something they really got to look at. Is that what a, happened to Patrick Mahomes? Didn't Patrick Mahomes so. and and yeah. and, and uh uh, Tony Pollard get tackled the same yeah, the same way. Yeah, I think so. And Debo got tackled that way when we thought he snapped his ankle. Mm. I guess a, I don't that's remember a that play as well. But that's a that's a tough spot, man. And I and and NFL players are mad about it. But as a as a the the company, the NFL, you got to look into it because that's that's almost three guys right there that were taken out of the playoffs on that type I, of tackle. Yeah, I got you. I I got you. I just that's man, that's tough. 
Mm-hmm. That's is. tough. Um, it is. It's it's going to be really hard on on defensive players if if that's the direction they wind up going. Right. Again, I'm all for making the game safer, but that's that's tough. I need a larger sample size. Give me a larger sample size of what that looked like on the season and what that meant for injuries. I understand the importance of of, of the playoffs, um, but is it highlighted in in our minds and in the NFL's minds because it happened happened in the playoffs and it happened to a Dallas Cowboy mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. Let's not ignore that component either. Um, uh, Woj tweeted just a few moments ago. Uh, the only person to tweet. The only person allowed to tweet. Uh, three-team trade is largely hinging on largely hinging on how Minnesota values D'Angelo Russell in potential deal and the return of draft assets. The Lakers and Jazz have significant deal structure in place, but Minnesota has been engaged elsewhere mm. on D'Angelo Russell as well. Mm. D'Angelo Russell, the hot commodity. <laughs> interesting all right yeah the russell's a an interesting um <laughs> ball player it's clear like, russell I, I, westbrook has played his last game as a los angeles yeah, laker though. that's what it's looking like uh, that seems to be a, a certainty at this point yeah, that's exactly what it's looking like um don't let him break your soul russ <laughs> don't let him break your soul yeah go to go hey take the trade like you said take the buyout and just go to the other hallway yeah so. Take the underground tunnel that the the guys took <laughs> to start a fire or whatever happened that night. Do that, that was the Rockets. I think was that the was it the Rockets? Yeah, Rockets and Lakers. I think I thought it was. I thought the Clippers were involved in that. It might have been Rockets and Clippers. Okay. I think it was CP3 involved. That adds up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that adds up. So the the Russell. He's interesting, man. He's interesting because uh, I I like. His skill set, and I promise you that's not skewed by the fact that oh, usually when I see him, it's against the Kings, and he's Michael Magic and Burn. Well, Weezy80 brings up a great point. Everyone wants D. Russ because he cooks the Kings, and they scared of us in the playoffs. <laughs> somebody else, call it what it is. I saw somebody else say they're like, dang, everybody doing this just to keep up with the Kings. Hey, it's crazy. Do what you got to do. <laughs> do what y'all got to do. <laughs> Wait till playoff Davion ramps up and shuts <laughs> D'Angelo Russell down. <laughs> yeah, man. So um I, I think he's a I think he's an interesting he's an interesting potential piece. Like you think about like if he were to go to the Lakers. Yeah. That's that's an interesting dynamic, man, because he could score, uh he could shoot the rock. I I, I really like his offensive skill set. and I wonder if I haven't seen enough from him in Minnesota to be like he's a problem and they're looking to move on from him because of that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's an interesting component to this whole dynamic. Uh, James Ham's going to join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Anybody want to throw any guesses as to what type of things James will say today? Like we we, we pegged him for the rookie wall on Friday. Mm. Do, do we got – the Western Conference is about to get really tough. <laughs> we can go with that. Team, like really good teams are going to start to ascend. You know, these these a, teams behind with, the Kings are going to start to ascend. I'm gonna go with the schedule. I'm gonna go with the schedule. Like, he's, yeah, he's, you have the fourth, the easiest schedule in the league. But this road trip oh, is about to be over, and it's not going to be that easy anymore. Oh my God! Okay, 
There it is. Uh, throw your guesses. Throw your guesses into what James Ham will say. Uh, he'll join us. Oh, look, we'll talk what about if I ask him about Russell Westbrook? Oh, <laughs> what do you guys think he'll say if I say, "Would you kick the tires? Would you have discussions?" He'll about just flat out say no. <laughs> he'll disparage Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's mother. Uh, he'll trash honor the gift. He might even take a shot at Compton at this point. I don't know, but he's he's going to have a lot to say. He, he'll 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 flat out say no though. He'll talk about it. I'm gonna ask him. He, okay. I'm gonna ask him. And I'm gonna keep a straight face when you do. James Ham joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. That's what I was gonna say. I don't remember now. We haven't seen our. Our friends in the chat lately. The, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to call them. I don't know. Well, they have their own show on a different no, station. Not oh, them. oh, who? <laughs> who are you talking about? The uh, what, what would you say? The um, want to meet girls or something like oh, that? Oh, <laughs> so I've I've <laughs> Doctor Dave knew what the chat sixty nine uh, people. Yeah. I I went into the settings and tried to mess around with a couple of things that made it harder for those bots to 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 send us messages. I I I have tried to do that for a while and um I don't know. Well, it looks like you succeeded. They're gone. Well, some well they might be missed by some people. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I think we buy followers helped out a lot of people in our industry over the course of the last few years. So we, 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 we just, we did a strong advertising campaign. Today. <laughs> Look, even delivery Joe says that sucks. I'm lonely. Come on, man. <laughs> who, who was the guy earlier today? Who, um, was it Zach? <laughs> Zach might know where they're at. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach was, yeah. Jordy Fernandez really sent all of us. He he really just threw all of us off with his defensive player of the game chain yesterday. Uh he he just threw all of us off. Oh man. Um James Ham's gonna join us here at the top of the hour. We got, got James Ham bingo coming up as well. We need we need like a ding every time he does something we predict. We're gonna add that sound effect to the board. Um <laughs> I, I, okay, let me ask you. Denver makes a move, and, you know, we're not talking Giannis Antetokounmpo. We're, we're not even talking Tyrese and, and Domas. Denver makes a, an acquisition that you would deem solid. Mm-hmm. Can they do, do, do they increase their title chances in your mind? Hmm. Yes. Yes, the answer. They increase them. Yes, they, are they on the same level? Do you, would you see that? Do you would you see them as like legit? Oh, yeah, that, that that's a team that can win a championship right now. You know what? I, and my my first thought is no, but I don't see why not. I mean, you've got a guy that's the reigning MVP. I don't know why I can't yeah, picture Denver as a champion. You, you've got Aaron can't. Gordon, who you know is a fringe All Star player. You've got Jamal Murray, who is an All Star talent. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown is doing a great job. Uh, KCP is doing a great job there. Yeah. Like they have 
They got ball players. I don't know what they're going to do with Bones Highland, but if they keep him, I like him. If they don't, whatever they get back for him. Well, he'll be in Sacramento. Well, that would, that would make me happy. That really would make me happy. Even have, what, what's the, I hate to say it like this, what's the, the uh, Sam, Sam something, the, the other, the, the white guy off the bench? I really like his game. Sam, the white guy off the bench. Yeah, that's what that's what that's that's what we refer to him as. <laughs> I think he's a rookie. Maybe he's not a rookie, but I like his game. So they got a lot on that roster that I like. Um, I don't know why I wouldn't wouldn't like give them give them up. Christian Braun. That's who it is. I don't know why I called him Sam. Sam the is Christian Braun is the Sam the white guy off the bench. <laughs> that's extraordinary. I was racking my brain like. Sam, <laughs> I don't know why God, I got him to Sam. I, like, I don't, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Sam, the Christian white guy. Broad, the yeah, he, he went to Kansas. That's where, that's where I, uh, I remember. I like him. He was, he was nice at Kansas. He that's, won a national championship. He's a good ball player. But um, they got a good roster. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, I just. Don't I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if any. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> That's not even his name. It is now. Sam, the white guy off Sam the bench. I'm sorry, who are you doing? Christian Braun. Sam, the white guy off the bench. Like, that's that's who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> sorry, Christian. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find teams who can make a move over the course of the next 20-some-odd hours. And, like, I'm t- like, Philly's a contending team, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, mm-hmm. They're a contending team, but I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than Boston. And what I'm trying to figure out is there's something that they can do where I would look at them as equal to or better than either one of those teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm I, struggling doing that with Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is James Harden. Admit it. I, I woke up to be a hater this morning. Like it, Part of it is the James Harden stuff. But the truth be told, and I guess this is hater too, I can't see it with Memphis either. I definitely can't I, see it with Memphis. I, I, I can't see Memphis adding that guy and going, you know, I think they're – Every bit the tighter contender that Boston and Milwaukee and, and, and those teams over there you, are. You know, it's weird. I, I never think Memphis is that good. Yeah. But they they win They're games, good. right? Yeah. Like, But I never look at them and say, damn, what do you do with those guys? Like, I never look at them that way. And, I mean, they went on a, a rough streak or they're in the middle of a rough streak right now. Maybe they're getting out of it. But, yeah, you got to show them some, some love. I got a question for you, though, about all of this. Are we overrating Boston and Milwaukee a tad bit? No, I don't think so. Because I do think Philadelphia can get with them. I think Cleveland can get with either one of those teams. Um, I think Denver could probably get with that, one of those I, teams. They're not – they're the two best, but they're not untouchable to the rest. I got bars. Okay, calm down. Maybe we're underrating the other teams. Okay, maybe we could say that. Because Boston and Milwaukee are very, very good. Maybe maybe the other teams are too. And and maybe it's more of an underrating thing versus an overrating thing. Did you thing. know? I didn't realize this till last night. Milwaukee's only a game out mm-hmm. from Boston. Yeah, right? but Milwaukee, I don't know where they're at now. I don't know if they've lost. They had won eight in a row. Mm. Yeah, they st- yeah, they're on an eight-game winning streak right now. That um, They got... Uh, yeah, kind of overshadowed by the All Star game. I wasn't here. All this other stuff. That comeback, I actually watched that. That comeback uh, against the Clippers. That was oh, that, that, was, that crazy. was something. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. Giannis was unreal. Um, 
I'm just taking a quick peek. Yeah, Milwaukee doesn't play tonight. Mm. Philly and Boston are tonight, though. Mm. In Boston. Mm. I think I think Philly could beat Boston in a series. Well, we'll see if Philly can beat Boston tonight. Hmm. That's happening. But, you know, Boston's only a couple games out. Or, excuse me, Philly's only a couple of games out. So they're all they're all kind of right there. Like Cleveland, they're 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 five games out. Um, but Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, they're all they're all right there. Now that we've talked through this a little bit, I mean Denver Denver's not that far from those guys. You get them in a seven game series, like to me it really got, depends on got damn near the same record as Boston does. Yeah, Denver, I don't know Denver's why kind of really pulled away in this Western Conference. I, but um even from the Grizzlies. Yeah. The, you, you, to me I think it kind of depends on where Jamal Murray is. I think Jamal Murray is a hell of a talent. If he gets to the playoffs and it's feeling like pre-ACL tear Jamal Murray. Okay. That, that's something to deal with. That is can, something to deal with. Can I ask you something regarding Jamal Murray? Absolutely. When was Jamal's breakout moment? The bubble. Mm-hmm. He was nice before that, though, and after. Then he got hurt. Okay. But my question was, is when was his breakout moment? Was that the best ball that he played? That was the best ball he played. Okay. The, the you, know, play, you know exactly where I'm going yeah, with the this. bubble was sus. Okay. But he was like the best. I'm not play- questioning whether Jamal Murray is good, by yeah. the way. I'm questioning if what we remember the most about Jamal Murray maybe isn't an accurate representation of who he is as a player. Ah, the, that's the best ball he played. Before the bubble, if I look it up right now, he was probably like 22, 23 a night. He's good. I mean, we, 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 we could certainly look that like up. There's he, no question Jamal Murray is good. And not the bubble. That's still to go along with the MVP. That's still a problem. If he got back to probably nineteen twenty a night to go along with the MVP. I mean, I'm I'm gonna see it in a second. Do you know off the top of your head where he's at now? Right now. He's at twenty. He's at twenty right now. He's at twenty, yeah. So and the bubble. Yeah, twenty in the bubble he was probably like thirty. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this is tough. Yeah. I mean, that season he was at eighteen point five. Damn. Because that was the twenty nine twenty season, right? So that he was at eighteen point five. The season after, he was 21. He was 21 points per game, and then the ACL tear. And here he's back to 20. I I think he is a 20-plus point-per-game scorer in this league. And I think that's where he'll be. And you add that, like I said, to Jokic. And if Aaron Gordon is putting in his 15 and playing the way he is, and KCP and Bruce Brown – and then you got Sam, no, I, Sam, Sam coming off the <laughs> Sam the white guy, uh, aka Christian Braun. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I don't see Denver the same way I see I the understand. other teams. They, they've got like damn near the same exact record as the Boston Celtics. I feel you. I, I understand. I, I just don't see it. You're listening to D'Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, ninety-eight point five FM KRX QHD two Sacramento, ESPN thirteen twenty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. As we welcome in our thirteen twenty Kings insider. James Ham and creator Hammer. of the Kings beat, uh, James Ham. Um, I think the Kings match up well against Denver. I think that's my other thing is mm-hmm. I'm looking at teams that match up well. I was thinking about this this morning because I'm, I'm planning for the playoffs here, guys. That's what you got to do. I was thinking, like, who, who do I not want the Kings to play? I was like, man, I feel like the Kings match up well against Denver. 
I can't say that about Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and I cannot say that about Boston. Now, to mm-hmm. be fair, I don't think I could say that about Memphis either. But I, for some reason, I think they match up well against Denver. I don't know if you can say that about the Clippers either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't. James, what do you, what do, you, what do you think of all of this? I like Denver. I think they got a lot of nice pieces. Um, do you see them long. as a, like a legit like this team can win the NBA championship? Um, maybe not, but I don't think I I believe that of any team in the Western Conference. Like yeah. that just that's kind of how the season feels. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Philadelphia, I think Boston, uh, Milwaukee. Like, there's a lot of tough teams in the East, and I think the balance of power has shifted pretty heavily. Um, but I still like Denver. I, I do. I, I mean, you got to worry that they're a team that really knows how to win in the regular season, but when you get to the playoffs, they don't. Um, especially, you know, with a, a player like Jokic, who's so good in the regular season, but, you know, teams are going to try to isolate him on, you know, a, like a, a possession by possession uh, situation. Uh, they've got good length, though. I, like, length, they're athletics, a good basketball team. Yeah, they're physical. Mm-hmm. They've got some shooters. Yeah. I mean, I think they can use a little bit more shooters, a little bit more scoring. But, yeah, overall, I like them. I'm trying to think. Did they? I think they did. They played the last two playoffs without Jamal Murray, right? Because the one against he Phoenix, hurt. Yeah. he got hurt that year. And yeah. I don't. he didn't play last year, did he? No. Yeah. No. So, he's, yeah, the last the two playoffs yeah. have been without Jamal Murray. So, yep. yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I think they're a good squad. What do you think about uh, – I'll give you two other teams, James, while we're here talking about the league what do you think about Cleveland and the Clippers I think the Clippers I still say what I said at the beginning of the season I think they're going to the NBA finals and they're starting to play really good basketball with the guys coming back and things of that nature and then we were talking about teams because the question was are we kind of overrating Boston and Milwaukee thinking nobody can mess with those guys and I I named a, a number of different teams and I think Cleveland is in that group that in a series, in a seven-game series, I think they, I could absolutely see them beating Boston or Milwaukee in a seven-game series. Wouldn't favor them, but I could see it happening. Yeah, I just don't think that they're, they are there yet with experience. Um, like maybe, maybe they could beat one of those teams, but you're not going to be both. Mm-hmm. So like, that's where I would put it. Like I, I have a tough time. I mean, who knows? Like, like stranger things have happened for sure. But when you look at the, the battle tested teams in the Eastern conference that, you know, have been basically taking turns going to the finals or, you know, playing each other in the Eastern conference finals. Like there's a, those top three teams are just really, really good. And as far as the Clippers, like, look, they have to actually like do something before I will say that I fear them at all. Like, are are they a good team? Do they have good players? Yes. But you know, they haven't proven that they can win anything. And it doesn't matter how long, I mean, we're, what are we in year four of the Kawhi and Paul George, uh, like situation and they've dealt with injuries. They've dealt with all kinds of things, but like, that doesn't mean we're not going to see more injuries from Kawhi Leonard in the second half of the season. You know, they're already, there's murmurs about them buying out John wall after, if he doesn't get moved at the deadline. Um, I, I like their team, but I don't love it. And you know, maybe maybe they do have better depth than a lot of teams in the West, but I'm just not super impressed with the West. I mean, I, I've said it a couple of times here, like the Kings are pacing for like 46, 47 wins and they're the third seed. 
that's just that shows you that the West is down and uh, you know and that's not to take anything away from what the Kings have done but I don't think there's such parity where everyone is losing to everybody and it's just like oh this is such a strong conference that's not what I'm looking at right now I think it's a pretty big mess um you kind of poo-pooed on the scoring record last <laughs> week you didn't seem to be very excited for it did you watch it last night were you moved by it did you write were you were you were you, were you caught up in the historic moment or did you maintain your uh stance from last week where you just did not care yeah i kind of maintained the stance um Damn. did i watch some of the clips Man. did i watch Come some of the now. clips sure you didn't watch yeah. the game no, I, oh, you know, hammer. I even saw it on replay this morning and I was like, nah, do I want to watch that? Or what do I want to watch man, man, you and Leeds? And I oh watched my man God. And, Leeds. Shame. and so, yeah, I, I just like, I, hey, I get it. I, I get it. It, it was a great, was it was alive. a, it was a great moment. I, I, I get it. But, uh, at the same time, I'm like, Hey, you know, it was inevitable and he's going to keep playing for another two or three years. Mm. So, like, the scoring record is going to be so far out ahead of everybody. I mean, look, he's he's incredible. He's a, a basketball savant, and he's been amazing. He's one of the f- the few players who has ever, ever lived up to the hype. Um, is he the greatest of and, all time? No, he's not the greatest of all time. Where like, I don't think so. Who where, is? Where is he? Oh, I've got Jordan at number one, and I've got Wilt at number two, and then LeBron is probably number three. Okay. Uh, but that. Where's Kareem? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's in the top 10. <laughs> but like Mount Rushmore, see, like scoring, it's just one aspect of the game. And LeBron has stuffed a stat sheet. And, and Kareem was great at, you know, he's a great rebounder and, and a very, very good defensive player. Like these are great players for sure. But like, you know, I, I'd like to tell you, like, Tom Brady is, is like, the greatest quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we've, we've got to that point now where in, in NFL history, you have to give it to him. Like, he's the, the best winner that we've ever seen. He's put up, like, tremendous stats, but the, beyond the stats go all the championships. Like, Jordan won six in eight years, and the only reason he didn't win the other two is because he retired. Like, he's the greatest winner and, uh, to me, like, the greatest player I've ever seen. And I'll also say this, like, we're in an era where I can honestly tell you that, like, the way that Jordan changed the game was immense, right? It, like, they, they rewrote the, the record books because of him, like, the, the rules to the game because of him. And we saw Kobe really take, uh, like, sort of take advantage of those rules. We saw T-Mac take advantage of those rules. Um, but during this era right here that we're in, the most impactful player in the game who has changed the game the most during the last decade, it's not LeBron. It's, it's Steph Curry. He's completely changed how the game is played. And so, like, is LeBron great? Yes. Is Steph better than LeBron? No. But, like, impact on the game and everything else, like, that's, that's why I look at Wilt. That's why I look at Michael. Like, I just think that they changed the game more. Uh, and, I'd argue and LeBron's Kareem, kind of a throwback. Kareem changed the game more than Wilt did. Uh, As maybe. Kenny pointed out earlier, they changed rules in basketball. You can't dunk at UCLA in, in college basketball because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as Kenny pointed out earlier, went like eight years without losing a basketball game. Nobody could beat yeah. him. And here's, here's the one thing I'll say about that, James. 
you're not you because you're not the only one that feels this way. I'm just saying, like, when you make the argument that he didn't change the game and everything, it's almost like you're penalizing LeBron James for being an alien. Like, he didn't change the game because nobody can be LeBron James. And that shouldn't be something that, and I'm not saying you're doing it, but takes away from who he is as, as, a, as a legendary figure. Like, well, I'll repackage what Steph. you're saying. That's it. People you just can said be it right Steph. Yep. Like, you don't have to be tall or, you know, super quick or something like that. All you have to do is keep working on shooting the, game, shooting the, the ball, and that changes the game. The reason why LeBron didn't change the game is because you can't be him. As much as you work on your game, you can't be six eight two thirty, and that's not that's not that shouldn't be used as a negative against LeBron. I'm not using it as a negative against LeBron. Um, I just you know, and the other thing I'll tell you, like the only years that he really had a team put around him is his championship years in Miami. Like you go back to his Cavs days, and those teams were such trash. Uh, you know, like. He had Mo Williams as the second best player for a long time. He had Zadrunas Ilgoskis. So I don't want to take away from him as like a champion and things like that. But again, like his his champions, his championships, they come like with with two other like superstar level players. And then on top of that, all kinds of role players are just like, hey, I'm hey, in. Let's join in. Hey, hey, look up Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman for me. <laughs> Jesse, pull up those stats. Why do we do this? Well, Why do we do this? Well, no, no, no. I, I can tell you that, that you know, the big three that, that Jordan had was, like, in the first three championships, like, who was it? out? Was it Horace Grant? Was it, like, Scottie who Pippen, was it? That, who was well, voted Pippen one of the and, 50 greatest players of all time. Well, yeah, but but come on now. Like, Dwayne Wade is going to be right there as well. Like, I, Pippen was great, for sure. And Rodman, like for the two or three seasons that they were able to rein him in, was incredible as well. But we're not talking about you going out and getting one of the the top five players or eight players or ten players in the league. You are grossly misremembering Scottie Pippen. Oh no, no, with Pippen for sure, but Rodman, no. Like I, I, I love Rodman. Pippen. Rodman's one of my favorite players ever, but he still wasn't like a a top 15 player in the league. He's a great rebounder and a great defender. Uh, but again, he he's not like of the level of a Chris Bosh at that time. You know, if Chris Bosh wouldn't have had the the blood clotting issues and stuff. Uh, so. I'll say, I'll say it to, to both of you guys' point. Pippen was better than Wade and Bosh. So there's that. I think so. But mm, I think Pippen's so. better than Wade. He better than Wade. But, um, <laughs> and he definitely better than Chris Bosh. That's just no question. But at the same time, look at the other components that Michael Jordan played with. I mean, he won championships with Luke Longley and Bill Winnington and and uh, uh, Ron Harper at the end of his career where he could barely move, John Paxson. You know, Ron uh, Harper won five championships with him. Uh, I mean, with, uh, overall, I think he won two with the Lakers yeah. after the Bulls runs. Yeah. And Ron Harper was a 20-plus per game scorer all through his career until he went to the Bulls and was told, like, we need you to be a great defender. I mean, I get it, like Randy Brown, and like they had players, right, Damn that Randy that weren't Brown. great, but who played major roles. Uh, even like Steve Kerr, who won, like he was on so many championship teams, is ridiculous. I apologize. There's a point. I'm sorry for doing this. I, y'all, Steven said Wade won a championship without another superstar. <laughs> I'm sorry. What championship are you referring to? 
Yeah, man. The one the where Shaq Shaquille O'Neal came to town? <laughs> y'all, are, yeah. y'all are wild, boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> y'all are wild. Yeah. No, I, I, that's not what I'm saying. And I'd also say this. Wade was great without some of the other players that he, you know, that he needed to win championships, but yeah. he was still great. He was really good. Pippen, He's really Pippen good. wasn't great without Michael. Nah, no, like that's, afterwards. That's Cap, James. That's Cap. You think Scottie Pippen, Pippen was great without Michael? Scotty Pippen yeah. went in, in the Portland? year Pippen was gone. He was like the top three player in the world. And he was a bad Hubert Davis call away oh. from beating a team oh. that went to the NBA finals in, in a seven game series. Scotty Pippen he, was extraordinary the year Michael Jordan was gone. And then. But what about all the other he, years when after you, he left Jordan? Yeah, you mean you when, he went, when, he went, when he went to the Western Conference finals? And was it was twelve he, minutes away from going to the NBA Finals that year? He, he was he was really good. He was not great. He didn't live oh, up man. to the the hype uh, or the contract. So I I, I don't know. I, again, I, I really like Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen's a really really good second player, right? Who was on, the best on player a, on that team? Now that I think about it, the, that that Portland. Portland was it Rasheed? It's probably Rasheed, huh? Yeah, they probably yeah. had a lot of talent. Yeah, Rasheed, the, Steve Smith, I think Sabonis. Uh, Scotty, I think who, who was the one that you too. just said? Uh, Sabonis. Oh, the other Sabonis. <laughs> I was like, bro, who? I'm, I'm thinking, who is he trying to say? <laughs> Sam, the white guy, the bitch. <laughs> like, what is Kenny trying to say here? I'm trying to save him. Oh yeah, that's Sabonis. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I can, like in, in his last like five six years, Scotty capped out at, when he left the Bulls. Um, he capped out at 14 and a half points a game. Um, like, was he still a really good functional player? Yeah, he was. He was still a good defender and all that stuff. But, you know, I- I'm just saying, like, he he's a player that had the benefit of the doubt, uh, the benefit of playing with a great player. And, you know. Dennis Rodman like, once averaged 18.7 rebounds in a, a season. <laughs> yeah, but insane. what did he average point was? Like six? Uh, nine. Yeah. Nine, seven, four, seven, five, five, yeah. five. But but every every year from his fourth year on, fifth year on, he averaged double digit rebounds. And some of these numbers are absurd. Like eighteen twice, absurd. seventeen, yeah. sixteen, fourteen, sixteen, fifteen. Last year in the league, thirty eight years old, averaged fourteen rebounds per game. Jeez, goodness gracious. I remember watching him in an all star game when he was with the Pistons and he went up to block a shot. And like his arm was almost at the the top of the, I mean, his hand was at like almost at the top of the backboard and put one about like 30 rows deep, like just having a good time, like springs in his legs, what he could do at like six foot seven. Absolutely amazing. I I absolutely loved Rodman, loved him. Me and James see virtually everything in life very, very differently. (laughs) Just so, so differently. Um, That's fine. I think LeBron James is the greatest player we've ever seen. I'm uh, still torn. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's funny. You've changed your mind so many times. I know. Times. I don't I know. I'm and, still and, torn. And, 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 I'll, uh, and I'll, I'll repeat this for people who are just tuning in. You don't have to have an answer today. You don't have to have an answer ever. No. I it's need to have an answer by the trade deadline. <laughs> by, by noon tomorrow, I need to have an answer. <laughs> Speaking of the trade deadline, James, the Sacramento Kings made their first of many monster deals. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into uh, tomorrow, I believe it's at noon, is the trade deadline. Uh, Kessler Edwards, Kessler Donovan Edwards, uh, who's actually in Houston uh, with the team right now, 
Uh, tell us a little bit about this deal, uh, why it got done, how it got done, and what it may or may not mean. Yeah, this is an interesting trade. Um, I, well, I mean, look, this is why they cleared out a roster spot. So they could actually do deals like this, where you took back a bunch of cash. Uh, you took back a player that you can kick the tires on, but whether we don't know whether he'll be on the roster um, by the end of the week or not. Like, there's no way to, like, predict whether he'll be on the roster. Um, you know, he's 20, what, 22 years old. Uh, he becomes a second, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, the second youngest player on the team um, outside of Keegan Murray, and I think he's 10 days older than Keegan. Uh, but, you know, six foot eight, six foot eleven wingspan, uh, more of a three, has barely played at all this season, and uh, Brooklyn had this situation where before the the Kyrie trade, they were 180. They were at 185 million as far as a cap. Um, they dropped to like 180 million with that trade, but that still puts them like roughly 30 million over the luxury tax. So by trading Kessler uh, Kessler Edwards, uh, <laughs> they they saved themselves about eight million bucks in salary cap in in luxury tax. And that's what it was for, for Brooklyn. Whether he can play or not, uh, we have no idea. I mean, he's a Pepperdine kid, so he didn't play at a major, major, huge university. Wow, um, shots at Doug Christie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I reached out to Doug. Doug likes him, uh, doesn't really know him. They're waiting to see him, kind of get him in and see what he looks like when he's in your gym and, you know, physically, like how he kind of matches up. Um, but this is kind of like the equivalent of, like, Casey Akpala. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a game changer by any stretch of the imagination. It gives them more depth, but even saying that, um, like this team shouldn't be done. Like we're watching a Western Conference arms race, and if your big move is to go out and and add Kessler Walk uh, Kessler Edwards, who probably won't even play uh, for you really this season, is more of an add for the G League than he is um, for the parent club. Um, then I don't think you had a good uh, trade deadline. Uh, there's some discussion in the, in the chatty house about the trade exception. I thought they used it in this deal. Did they not use the trade exception? Trade exception? Um, they had a $1.63 million trade exception from uh, the Marvin Bagley trade as well. So uh, that's gotcha. what they used. Gotcha. So okay, when you okay. do these deals. So they have um, two. They have two of them. Yeah, oh yeah, they have two. They have that, and they have a four million. It's like four point oh two. Didn't that expire? Did that expire yesterday? It expires today. It, oh. uh, yep. It's it's February eighth. So, um, oh, yeah, it's one. A year yeah. from the a deal. From the yeah, deal. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a year from the deal. So, yeah, it expires today, and you know whether they use that or not. Uh, you know, we don't know at this point, but they don't have a roster spot. I also point out that. Like Kessler, Kessler Edwards might not be the guy that they waive if they do need to open up another roster spot. Like they have other players that they can waive. What they're on guaranteed contracts, but they have a bunch of guys who are on like league minimum deals, whether it's Delavadova or or KZ or Chimezi Metu, any of those guys. Um, so if they need to clear roster spots, they can without any problem. Uh, but this one here was more of a, you know, and, and I don't fault a team for doing a cash grab. It's literally the reason why you open up that roster spot was to be able to do something like this where you're able to get a little bit of asset. And they sent out a player that, to be honest with you, I didn't even know they had. I had gone through and looked and seen who they had, like, the draft rights to, and they have, like, 
uh, Luka Mitrovic that uh, Vladi chose with the, like the last pick in the 2019 draft um, or, or 20, I'm not sure, whichever the Kyle guy, Justin James draft. Um, so I thought that they would deal one of those, but uh, apparently they picked up this other guy in the Marvin Bagley trade last year as far as the rights. And so the reason why he was sent out is you're not allowed to trade, take on something for nothing in the NBA. So either you have to send out a future protected pick or you have to send out the draft rights to some rando who's playing in France and is, you know, 28 years old and's never played in in the NBA. So that's why they added him in. I'm so happy you said that. I was never going to admit this on the show. I had no clue who that person was. Y'all didn't know? No. I, no. <laughs> Only basketball minds like Kenny Caraway. I was like, I do not know who this person is, but I'm never going to admit it. But since James admitted it first, I'll just acknowledge I didn't know what that was. So, he's a second-round pick in, like, 2016. Yeah, and he's switched hands a few times since then. So when you, when you talk I've about, switched, like, a... switched jobs since then. I can't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> when, um, when you talk about, like, uh, you know, going for, you know, money grab or cash considerations and stuff like that, I just want to – I want to make sure I know that's money that goes towards the cap, right? Like, it's not no. money for the – is it money for the organization? No, it's like a golf check. They just like walk out with a big bag of cash. So, you know, and, and again, I don't fault, I don't fault them for like, if they need more cash to go do another deal. Um, yeah. When they take on that deal, it used to be like, this is crazy. This is just so you know, this is like going back to Maloof days. The Maloofs would trade players and take back cash, but they would require that the other team actually pay the salary, the entire year salary of the player they were sending out before they got to Sacramento. And then on top of that, spend cash, right? <laughs> the NBA killed that loophole because like, again, the Maloofs ran a $58 million payroll, but of that 58 million, they probably got two or 3 million back to save somebody else uh, cap space. And then on top of that, someone else paid salaries for some of the players. Mm-hmm. So they could even set up like when you traded Francisco Garcia to the Houston Rockets, where the players you got back, their salaries were already paid for. And then Francisco, you didn't pay his salary. He went there and they covered his salary as well. And then on top of that, they got money back. And, and so like that used to be a loophole for the Kings to make like a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. In this situation, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like uh, a team was saving $8 million in luxury tax. They covered his salary and probably a million or two more. Uh, there's a cap on how much money you can take back now, and I think it's three million bucks, and that goes for all of your deals. Three million is the cap, and uh, which we ran into with the Papianis deal, where Brandon Williams tried to sneak Papianis into um, one of those weird trades at the last second, and the Jazz and the Cavs. So that's what uh, the George Hill deal. They tried to dump. Papianis in that and the other teams are like look man we're not taking Papianis onto our our roster and then waving him because you owe him money next year so instead the Cavs and the the Jazz combined to give the Kings enough salary to cover Papianis's deal for the next year and then they waived him hey sorry ask <laughs> ask Cameron your your question about the three-team deal Okay, so you know there's a the three team deal going on in the NBA. Potentially, that would have Russell Westbrook going to Utah, 
all a bunch of other components, but I really wanted to focus on this aspect of it. Russell Westbrook going to Utah, probably going to be bought out. And I'm just asking the question because everybody's no. saying backup, <laughs> backup point guard is such a problem. You shut your mouth, Kenny. You shut it. <laughs> you shut your mouth, Kenny. I'm just asking because I think the backup point guard is not a problem. But a lot of people don't like the fact that Davion just plays defense and doesn't score enough. So you have an opportunity to go get a backup point guard that scores pretty much exclusively. Russell Westbrook to Sacramento, your thoughts? No. No. <laughs> you know, like there's there's a reason to. Um, there are players out there that, like, they don't want to admit when they've lost part of their fastball, right? And Russ still thinks he can put up all the stats. And he can still put up all the stats. But what he can't do is put up all the stats and win. And that's it's really tough because, you know, you look at his shooting percentages and everything else and you're like, Hey, they're not that bad. You watch him play one time and you're just like flabbergasted. Like there, there are so many times where it just, it's, it's crazy. It's you're watching things that you never thought you watch on a basketball court while someone's getting stats. So the reason why I say no is because you bring him in and he says, yes, I I just want to be here. I just want to win. Uh, I'm only here to focus on that. I don't care what my role is behind the scenes on day two. He's asking for 35 minutes and it's just, he's not ready to, he's not at the point in his career where he has accepted who he is and what's left of his game. If that makes sense. So like, I think one of the best, it's horrible what happened to Carmelo, right? Carmelo should not have been out of the league for as long as he was, but when he came back to the league, Carmelo knew exactly what it was that was going to keep him in the league any any longer. And that was be a bench scorer, be a, you know, like a exciting player off the bench, play your role, and that's it. He he wasn't sitting there pining to start or, or to play 30-plus minutes. And I, I just don't think Russ is to that point yet in his career. I'm just asking the question. I wouldn't do it. Because I like the backup point guard the Kings have. I don't think that's a hole in the roster. But all week, people have been talking about how, eh, it's a big hole. Well, you can get Russell Westbrook and get the scoring that you're looking for. James answered exactly as I predicted he would. (laughs) Uh, The only thing you didn't do was I, I, I thought you would personally destroy him a little bit more than you actually did. Uh, so that that went about as well as I was expected when 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 Casey first brought that up, and we had the idea like, hey, why don't you ask James that and see how it goes? The fact that you didn't like, even let him get the question out yeah, is, that's about that's that's, that's, that's and and that's what we thought. That's exactly yeah. Just pull the e break, just yeah, like that's that's, that's, that's exactly what we exactly what we expected. Uh, yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen. If if he does, if this three team deal and it, 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 who knows, but if this three team deal does go through, uh, and Westbrook winds up in Utah, winds up getting bought out. Um, you brought Miami to my attention. I think that's a great look, but ultimately, I think he plays in the same exact arena and he can go play for the Los Angeles Clippers and be a huge mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. Uh, for a team that is surging right now, winning eight of their last ten. Uh, James, we'll talk about the Western Conference with you uh, when we return. Uh, what the next. 21 hours might look like and of course the kings and the rockets tonight we'll do all that when we return with our 1320 kings insider and creator 
of the Kings Beat. James Ham here along with Dilo and Casey on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Dilo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Right there while I was on my phone. Forgot to tell James we're back. <laughs> James, we're back. We're back. No, it's live, pal. Sweet. I got a question for him. Because um, we talked about a little bit before the break about the Tyrese Halliburton trade ex- exception that uh, expires today. They explained it a little more in depth over um, during the break on the stream. But I'll ask you this, Sam, because there's a lot of people saying it in the in the chat. Would you consider it a failure if they didn't use this trade exception? Like, do they have to like use this at all costs? No, no. And I say no because they have they have other players that are around that salary range that they're trying to shop as well. So like the problem with the exceptions is you can't like take a $4 million exception and a $4 million player and trade for an $8 million player. That's not the way it works. Now there is ways to trade an exception in a multiplayer deal, but again, it becomes really complex. Um, you know, and for me to break that down, I'd need like a, a whiteboard and like sit here and show you the, like the finer nuances of it. But uh, exceptions, they're, they're really like a coupon. And like the only, you have one year to use the coupon, and it's what's, what's ever left over from what's called in the NBA a non-simultaneous trade. So you can do trades that literally last a year and have moving pieces that last a year. And so one trade, like, and if you looked at the trade that they got the Marvin Bagley trade exception from, like that is one of the more complex trades. Like how they pulled that off while making the Sabonis trade is wild. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are four teams, there are players going all over the place. Marvin goes to uh Detroit. Uh, you know, the Kings get Trey Lyles from Detroit, but they got um Dante DiVincenzo from from the Bucks. Uh, Serge Ibaka goes from the Clippers to the Bucks. Like it's super complex, and that's just like the basic players. Then when we look into the trade itself, how how complex it was outside of just the you know four teams moving players around to match salaries to get like the trade exceptions that happen, all that stuff. It's really really difficult to like map out without having like a giant spreadsheet and show you how all of these pieces move together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the Kings have that deal. I would say this, when the Kings traded Isaiah Thomas, uh, who basically they did a sign-in trade with Isaiah Thomas to the Phoenix Suns, and they got a $7 million trade exception and uh, the draft rights to Alex Oriaki, uh, which they still own the rights to. They could trade him in one of these other deals going in the next you know 24 hours. But when they did that deal... The Kings should have used that seven million dollar trade exception because seven million at that point, when the salary cap is you know seventy or eighty million bucks, that was a huge, huge trade exception. A four million dollar trade exception when the salary cap is one hundred and twenty two million, it's really nothing, mm-hmm. and and it's hard to fit. Only a certain amount of players fit into that. Um, again, the the Kessler Edwards could have fit into that exception as well. Um, but they didn't need to use it on that one. So uh, I think we'll see. We'll see what they, how they, they structured that deal. We still don't even know all the specifics, hmm. um, but they, they likely used the Marvin Bagley exception. How much money does James Wiseman make? 
Hmm. Um, nine million. Oh, well, uh, no. doesn't fit. Doesn't yeah, fit. You, you must have quit. Doesn't fit. <laughs> Hammer, we don't think anything's going to happen in the next twenty-one hours. Do 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 you? Jay, get, get, Kenny and I were talking about this earlier. It just, I don't know how much is going to happen across the league. I, I and, and clearly, I don't believe a bigger deal is going to be made than the one that we already saw involving the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets. But I don't know. I don't even know if this three-team deal that they've been talking about is going to happen with the Lakers, T Wolves, and Jazz. Maybe it does. But as far as the Kings, James, I I I, I don't think much is going to happen. I think it depends on what you look at as much. You know, I do think that they will make a move or two between now and tomorrow at noon. Um, whether that that deal is something that really moves the needle for anyone, um, you know, that's yet to be established. We need to see what it looks like before we we actually, you know, like go at them for not doing anything at this point. But when you look around the league and the Dallas Mavericks are right behind you in the standings, a game or two back. And they go out and they get Kyrie Irving. And then you're looking at the Los Angeles Lakers who are just doing everything in their power to climb back into the the playoff picture. And they have a potential to not only already add Rui Hachimura, but go get Jared Vanderbilt, go get um, D'Angelo Russell, Mm -hmm. go get Malik Beasley. Like literally between those two trades, they just swapped out for their top eight. And got better, way better, way, way, way better than they were before. And if you're the Kings and you're looking at that, you got to start thinking like, hey, look, this is an arms race and we need to get involved. And we don't need to be stupid and we don't need to swing for the fences. But our players have done enough to earn upgrades. And that's how I look at it. Like some people think, oh, well, that's that's such a bummer. Player X got cut or player... X got traded to, you know, a bad situation and he might get waived there or whatever. You can think of it that way. Uh, but I always look at it the other way that the top seven guys, maybe eight guys on this roster have done a really, really exceptional job this season. They need help and you know what help they need. And I, I keep equating it to baseball, but really it's like, go, go get me a, a back into the order bat Go get me a couple of setup guys. Go get me a fifth starter. It doesn't have to be an ace. It doesn't have to be a three-hole hitter. But go get something that actually helps these guys and fills the voids that everyone in the world can see is wrong with this team. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't see what's wrong with this team, the the areas that need improvement, then you're just not watching closely enough. And they they need help. They need backup center help. They need more length at the three and the four. They need... A rim protector. They need three and D players. They need better defensive players overall. And lastly, they need more talent. Like that's like they got to a certain point with talent. They need more. Like you go up against the Boston Celtics and you instantly see the talent difference between the two teams. There's there's a few ways that you can do that in one huge fail swoop, but it's really hard to break everything up. Just improving the seven, eight, nine, ten guy on the roster. That will help the talent base of this team. So let me let me ask you this, and and I, I don't disagree with with some of the holes you're talking about, but say they don't make a move, are they not a, like when, when people say that? I feel like um, they feel like this team isn't really a seven games over five hundred team. They're playing above their their head right now. 
You feel that way about the, about the Kings? No. Okay, so like I, I would make the distinction that I think some people might get confused by. I think the Kings are probably, like the way they've played, they're a legitimate seven games over 500 team. Maybe even eight after tonight. We'll see. But I, I think that that's who they are. But there's a big difference between a seven or eight game over 500 team and a third seed. Mm -hmm. Because that's where I, I start getting to, like, historically speaking, third seeds never win 46 or 47 games. That's, like, again, sometimes the eight seed wins 46, 47, 48 games. So this year is just off. The numbers are off. The win totals are off. Like, I think the Kings are a seven-game over 500 team, but I don't think that they're a third seed. And, like, I, and that's just because, like, again, in any other year, they wouldn't be. And they have to be cognizant of that. If if they're a team that's more of they, more of an eight-win, eight games over 500 team, there's nothing wrong with that. But eight wins over 500 is, like, 44 or 45, 45 and... Like, that's like a 45-win team, 46-win team, right? If they're a 600-win percentage team, well, that's a, that's more wins. And to me, they're right now, they're a games over 500 team, not a win percentage that will hold up through an 82-game season team. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. To be a third, to be a, a three-seed. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just being realistic, like... Like fans should like you should be excited about your team. And there's a possibility that this season just works out where somehow the, the third seed is 47 wins, but it, it really hasn't happened like at all. That's just not the way either conference goes. That's, you know, a third seed needs to be at 53, 54 wins typically. No, you're right. And you're right. And that's where the Kings need to take a, a giant step up in the standings. And again, you get done with this seven-game road trip, the schedule gets tougher down the stretch. It does. Typically, that's on the ground. Yeah, there that's it is. The <laughs> we, we did James Ham Bengals on point today. We knew oh, you were going to stretch. We knew you were going to bring up the schedule. We knew you were going to bring up the schedule on how it gets tougher. And we knew you were going to shoot down Russell Westbrook too. Ham Ham is. Correct. I'm here for it. Ham, Ham is correct though with the three seed thing, and you know he's spot on. That's usually like yeah, a, I was anxious like to prove 12, him wrong, 15 but I, I couldn't games find over five hundred or something yeah. like that. You, but but like six that's seven, that's usually usually there's a drop off between three and four. Mm -hmm. And it, it I've, I've looked in a couple of different years. It's usually like from four to seven is mm -hmm. like seven or eight games over five hundred. Didn't the you know, Suns win forty eight games one year, and they were the ninth seed and didn't make the playoffs? I think I, I remember under that. Jeff was, yeah, that yeah. was uh I th I feel like that was a while ago. I don't yeah. think that was necessarily recently. I think it was probably ten plus years ago. One of the one point. of the things with that though too, um, when those things happen, that was with a completely imbalanced league talent wise, right? Like Western Conference teams were feasting on Eastern Conference teams because the East was so bad. So that helped add to the to the win total, right? You know, because one conference was so much inferior than the other. Now they're a little more balanced out. Some would even say the East might be a little, little better. Mm -hmm. So, um, typically, like like Ham said, you get a three seed is it's not seven games over five hundred. Yeah, that was a two thousand thirteen fourteen season. Yeah, the, 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 I mean it was forty eight games. They didn't make it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so, and I, I know a team like the other day, uh, like a couple of two years ago, won forty seven games and was was the third seed. But again, that was in a that was in a seventy two game season, mm-hmm. not an eighty two game season. Mm-hmm. And if you're winning that many games, your win percentage is probably like six twenty. So you would have won an additional six games, and again, fifty three wins. Is the is your is the overall concern here, Hammer? I know I know you, you you were talking about adding more talent and what the the top eight guys have earned, but is part of the concern headed into to, to, to tomorrow's trade deadline the if if you don't make a deal, if you don't add to the depth of that roster, the amount of strain you're putting on those top eight guys for the remainder remaining at at at, at tomorrow's point, it'll be twenty eight games left in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, how I look at it is like Mike Brown has done his best to like, like whittle a couple of square pegs and try to jam them through square uh, round holes, right? And if you give him a little bit more time, that that might be something that someone is thinking. If we just give him a little bit more time, maybe he can convert this player. Maybe he can keep growing this player. That usually doesn't happen. It, it just like we've got to a point where players for this season are who they are. Now, if they go into the off season and they have more, you know, time to adjust and grow and, you know, really attack certain portions of their game, that's one thing. But like this roster is who they are for the rest of the season as mm-hmm. of right now, unless you make changes. Mm-hmm. And that's like, is it good enough? And you have to wonder. I mean, and it comes down to situations like when Fox misses two games and you just don't look like yourself at all. Or when Sabonis picks up early fouls and your your offense can't function. Like, there are ways to address these situations. And I'm not saying, like, trade Davion, but what I am saying is that, like, if you could get a different, another option as a shooting guard or as a small forward that could play alongside Malik Monk and allow Malik Monk to play more point guard during stretches and have someone else defensively alongside him that could give you a different look than what you have right now. Mm-hmm. And I, like Keon Ellis might be able to be that player in two years or, or a year, but Matisse Thibault might be that player right now where you could throw him out there and say, okay, look, we need you to have Malik Monk's back and we need you to run an off ball shooting guard or a three. And we're going to play Monk a lot more minutes at the one. And to me, those are things that actually make sense for this team. And whether or not you can go get those players or the same thing, like it's why I bring up Mason Plumlee all the time. It's not that I think Mason Plumlee is a genius of a player and someone even brought up in the comment section on the King's Beat podcast, hey, I think I like Yaka Pertle better. Like Yaka Pertle, yes, he's a better player and he will be better three years from now and he's 25 and and he's got room to grow and get better. The Kings don't need a 30-something minute a game center they need someone who understands their role, can step in and be a really good player for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's what a guy like Mason Plumley can be. He's never going to be Pirtle, but Pirtle also can't really at this point fill that role. Plus, he's going to cost you two or three first-round picks, and he wants $20 million in the offseason, mm-hmm. where you can go get a guy like Mason Plumley for expiring contracts and a second-round pick, most likely, and really bolster the depth of your team with a player who understands the the offense who played for Jay Triano last year in the same exact offense playing the center position. Uh, so like that's why I look at guys like that and I circle them. I'm going to go, okay, look, if you could get this player, he could really impact 
your bottom line this year. He's not going to be the difference between you winning, you know, 46, 47 and 58 wins because there's not enough time for that. But what he could be is a guy who makes a huge difference in like two or three games in your win total. But on top of that, if you have a major injury, your season isn't over. Because as of right now, if they have a major injury with uh, with Demonis Sabonis, their season is over. And there isn't a plan B at this point outside of hope that Rashawn Holmes can figure out how to play with the offense long enough for you not to completely fall out of the playoffs. Mm. And so those are where like, I look at opportunities for this team to improve without swinging for the fences and going get it and getting OG Ananobi and giving up two or three first round picks. And in addition to that, calling Atlanta and just taking off pick and control over, you know, the herder trade pick and like really just throwing all caution to the wind here. Like there are ways to improve this team by enough that will change how strong of a three seed or how strong of a four seed you are. Hey, Ham, uh, as far as the, well, the game on Wednesday and the game, or excuse me, the game on Monday and the game tonight on Wednesday, what did you think uh, of the Kings' win on Monday against the Rockets, and what do you see for them tonight, man? Is it more of the same here tonight, or, you know, me, I think me Keegan and Murray's hit nine threes tonight. There you go, nine threes tonight. Nine. Me, me, me and Damian feel like they should win tonight, but we also got our antennas up to see how the Rockets respond to Steven Silas and what he said after the, the post game. They may came out, come out with a little more juice. What you thinking about tonight? Yeah, I mean, that would be my concern is that Steven Silas, like, had enough. And I don't know why he hadn't had enough, like, 25 games ago um, because I, I know a lot of people around the league just feel bad for him because he's in that situation. supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So when you're able to show people stuff on film and say, what were you doing? Tell me. You go ahead and tell me what you were doing on this play. And when they don't have an answer and you just roast them and just, like, throw flames, um, like, look, that's a, a young team. They're going to make a ton of mistakes. The Kings turn up the defensive pressure. They make the mistakes. The, team, the Kings take advantage. That's what a, a more veteran, like, solid team does. Whether they can do it twice in a row or for the fourth time this season, yeah, they probably can. Uh, but if I'm Steven Silas and I want to prove a point and I want to say, like, this is why we won't lose tonight, then he has to do something crazy outlandish like play Eric Gordon 35 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, play K.J. Martin, who the Kings don't have an answer for. They don't have an answer for either one of those two. So <laughs> if— Steven Silas actually wants to practice what he preaches, which is play hard the whole time. He needs to coach hard the whole time and he needs to play players that actually give you a chance to win. And that's where he's in a dilemma. Is it about wins or is it about like growing or what is it about this season for the Rockets? And, and it's not about wins. So I don't think he will play the players that will help him win. And we'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, the Kings are a more talented team from top to bottom. They're a more experienced team. They should beat them. I think the Kings got some responding to do, too. Uh, I don't think yeah. Mike called them out publicly, but uh, privately, I'm very confident Mike mentioned, hey, you gave up 70 points in the second half to a 13-win team. Let's not do that tonight. And not only did you give up 70 points in the second half, and there's a little bit of a flow to the game that kind of goes with that, but not only did you give up 70 points in, in, in the second half, you only gave up like 48, 50 or something like that in the first. Mm-hmm. 
So you you get you really you, you really let your 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 foot off the defensive gas here, uh, and Mike's got to bring that in. in, in I think I think Mike is going to put that intensity back in them on the defensive end. Yeah, and I think De'Aaron Fox is ready to have a a really solid game. You yeah. know, he he's from Houston. It'll be like broadcast to all of his friends and family. Uh, so I expect him to have a, a really nice night tonight. And you know, he's he's a new father. He's probably exhausted. He's been, you know, at the hospital or or at a parents' house out there in Houston, like watching over a newborn every day and that's nerve wracking. So I I expect him to come out and play a little bit (laughs) with a little bit more energy. Yeah. You feel that, don't you? That first month is crazy. I can't even imagine. Like I would be looking at these, I'm responsible for you. Like, I I don't think I could do this. Um, yeah. That's just why I don't have kids. I'm just like, I'm responsible for everything that happens to you. (laughs) If, 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 uh, Monday's game was at home, would you have called De'Aaron Fox daddy? <laughs> no. Okay, thank you. I just, I just wanted to make sure uh, Jordy make that mistake, and I don't think Jordy's going to make that mistake again because uh, apparently that locker room is mature is as mature as the Chatty House. We and are two hosts and the producer. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. We we had a good laugh out of that Jordy video. Hey James, another thing I want to ask you on Friday. Can you ask Jason Kidd who we voted for for the All-Star game? No, don't do that. That's no, not, do I'm it. Not, I'm not we're, putting Jason we're, in that position. We're, we're, we're going to figure out who voted for, for Jaron Jackson Jr. and all of these All-Stars. <laughs> hey, submit your list to us, kid. See who, who, who did you have. Wouldn't that be interesting? Oh, I would love fascinating. That. Every coach that comes through here, I need you to answer that question. It would be And if you voted for Jaron, you're entitled to your opinion. I need you to explain why you think – he should have made it over to Aaron Fox. 3.7 million people tuned in at 11.45 Eastern last night to watch mm. LeBron James set the all-time record. James wasn't one of them. <laughs> James we, said not interested. If you're listening on ESPN 1320 or the Odyssey app and you want more coverage to get ready for the Sacramento Kings and the Houston Rockets tonight, don't go anywhere. We're going to run it back next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.